James Whale on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. I've just realised the time. We've nearly yeah. finished. Um, let me just throw this at you before we chat to Ian, who's here after the news at 10. Uh, CJ said, I switched my electric today because they're giving away a £50 Amazon gift voucher if you have a smart meter installed. Oh, so they're encouraging you to have a smart meter put in? Yeah. Because they'll get the 50 quid back and more, won't they, over a year with one of those smart meters? Well, I'm not well, the, one. the smart meters are not necessarily going to charge you any more, but, but, they but suppliers, do, though, suppliers have been tasked with oh, yeah, getting no. a smart meter into are every still home. On, are we still on the first generation of smart meters, oh, or have yeah. we upgraded to generation two yet that can transfer between... Oh. Uh, where, are, where are we with the smart meter technology? Oh, yeah. That's what I wonder. What yeah. has happened to your beard, Grandad? It's, it's growing. It's it is. It's, it's beard, about a fifth of the way to yeah. where I want it to be. Have you ever been to the Yarmish country in America? Uh, yeah. No, I haven't. No, you should go. You would fit would right I? in. Yes. You're growing one of those big ones, are you now? We're going to get a well, long just, one. I've just not had a trim for a little while. It's good, though. It's nice to... It's looking good. Just pull it. Yeah, man. Like pulling it. Rabbinical. Let me just very quickly, because I've got to finish in a minute, I think... Have they moved the smart meters on so they can transfer or not? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a mess. The whole smart meter rollout yeah. is a bit of a mess, and they started doing it too quickly Ian before before the uh, before the tech was ready. So he's absolutely right. If you're being offered a smart meter, <laughs> say no unless it's one of the new ones. They're called Smets Two, the new ones. Smets Two. Did you know Smets, that? Smets Two. Yeah, did you knew that? Right. Okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to step on his no, toes. No. But Smets Two is where yeah. you need to. That's where it's at, man. Smets Two. Otherwise, it's pointless in this just generation where we're yeah. all yeah. flipping and flopping. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. listen, um, Andrew. Thank you very much indeed for coming thank in and sponsoring the show. You. Mr. Lee is here after the news. He'll be talking about Islam, Brexit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, bringing back capital punishment. Oh, God, and should we legalise marijuana as the big phone-in yeah. tonight, James? Yeah. It's going to be a hot one. Yeah, man. Yeah. You'll stay around for that, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back at 7 o'clock. What are you insinuating? Have, 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 have you got any at the moment? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
walking goose step parading past the throne of a big-headed king. It's the stagger of a glass-jawed heavyweight fighter around the canvas of a blood-spattered ring. From the lounge into the kitchen, I walk like an Egyptian in the last days of the Arab Spring. My new walk is the camouflage zigzag of a high school kid with a grudge and a videotape. It's a walk of defiance, a walk of compliance, a walk of love and a walk of hate. My new walk tiptoes through your house and steals your wedding ring and the keys to your car. My voice is like honey, my face is the money, but it's my new walk that's the star. go, uh, dear listener, My New Walk by Jim Bob. Jim Bob joins us in the studio. Good evening, Jim. Hello. Mr. Bob. <laughs> uh, this is Ian Lee, the late night alternative. Catherine Boyle is there. Word. You've got a very nice side parting today. I've, I've had my hair cut. Oh, I didn't, I hadn't noticed. I know. <laughs> you noticed that I hadn't noticed. Yeah. Well, that's... that's it's uh, all noted in it, my book of grievances. A lot of <laughs> noticing and notings going on there. Jim Bob, we've got to do the shorthand. We've got to do the shorthand if we're going to sell this goddamn book of yours. So, Jim Bob, formerly of Carter USM. Correct. Uh, now we, that's that, that done. I feel bad because there's, there's a whole... Like, the majority of your new book is, is about your surname being of Carter. No, from Fr- Carter. Carter. Yeah, yeah. But there is one reference to Jim Bob of Carter in yeah, there. Which, yeah, yeah. It, it was on one of the posters there. Because he used to... After Carter split out the yeah. first time, he used to do solo gigs and the Carter logo would sometimes be... Considerably larger than my own name. Oh, God. <laughs> one time, and so I illustrate, tried to illustrate this in the book at the beginning of the book by uh, putting up this uh, photo of the po- of this poster I had. Yeah. But uh, what I didn't actually do was look at it, and it actually said Jim Bob of Carter, but it was too late because the book was called Jim Bob from Carter. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strange way of phrasing it. Jim Bob, formerly of, I'll buy. Jim yeah. Bob of Carter. Of doesn't make sense. It doesn't make it? sense. It's like. Uh, Game of Thrones or something, isn't it? Game from Thrones. Game from Thrones. So, the, 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 let's, let's, the new book isn't out yet. It's No, it's out in March. I was I worried that we got you in too soon, because it's like a month away, at yeah, least. Pre-sales these days, it's all about pre-sales, isn't it? Is it? Is that, is, that, <laughs> is that the thing? This is what we need to get you up the Amazon pre-sale chart, yeah. is to sell it. Is there, right, I'm going to, is it, is Amazon the best place to get it, or well, it from depends. you? It depends, really. Go what, on. what kind of thing you want? Tell if, us. Tell us what the deal is. If you want a signed copy, oh. the best place to get it is from Cartier SM Store, which is just a, which is a website that we're involved with. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guessed it. Well, I didn't think there'd be an actual physical shop, Carter USM Store, that you could walk in. There did. There used to be. Shut up. At our peak of, uh, was there? Of, of charts. Where success. was that? Uh, Kensington Market. Okay. Yeah, it was the, probably the least successful. <laughs> shop in what the did they sell the like t-shirts and stuff uh, t-shirts yeah, it was called business ad right. business and it was run by uh, our t-shirt people this glaswegian and this other guy big owl this is when kensington market was the place to go yeah if you wanted the bootlegs you wanted to get your live uh, beach boys cds you go to kensington market i believe if you wanted to get drugs you wow. could get them I, yeah, I have heard that there yeah. as well yeah see i lived out in the stick so if you wanted carter stuff you had to draw it on your um satchel with like Tipex. Yeah. 
And there's well, a lot of that it's going like a on. lot of tippets. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Ray is listening. Ray says, that's a great tune by Jim Bob. It's like a return to his old band, Jamie Wednesday. Wow. Is that an old band? That is a very old band, yeah. That's, that, that's whenever that was. I don't know. Split <laughs> up in 1987. Wow. So that's, yeah. This, this is the thing. I'm, I'm, um, I suspect that your fans are quite, quite hardcore. I've just finished reading the most incredible book. And I'm going to read an extract from it later on because there's a, there's an amazing there's an amazing thing. It's Kenny Rogers. This okay. is the book I chose to read. And after you, it was Eric Idle. Then it was Kenny Rogers. Okay. Um, and he has two fans who've been to an, over two thousand of his wow. concerts. And I'm guessing you've probably got a few. I think so. hardcore. They're, they're, I mean, there are, but I don't uh, I don't notice them at gigs so much. Right. I think it might be my my eyesight's quite bad now so that, maybe older. that's a good thing yeah. so I saw a documentary about status quo oh, yeah. a few years ago and they had the same they followed them on tour and they had the same yeah. group of women at the front every every wow. night yeah yeah was which one was it from status quo Rossi, Rossi. we had Rossi on from status quo yeah, when, um, before Parfit died yeah but it, but Parfit had left the band. Exactly, and so we asked him about it, thinking yeah. it might be dodgy. But he was like, "No, we're moving on." Rossi didn't seem bothered that Parfit had gone. But didn't he come? Did he come back inevitably? No, he died. <laughs> oh, I see. Then, all right. So he so he he kind of left the band, and it felt like he'd been booted out. Yeah. For sh- I'm guessing shenanigans, and then and then we said you, it must be tricky, you know, um, without him. You played together for so long without him. We went, no, 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 it's fine. Don't don't really notice. Is, uh... <laughs> but they're a bit like that, aren't they? They are a bit. I once went to a status quo concert, and the first twenty five minutes was brilliant. Yeah. The last twenty five minutes was also brilliant, but the three hours in between was <laughs> oh my! It was a slog. I saw them in Germany. Did you? Is, I think it's probably the best place to see them. It, it, it was. It the, was appropriate. The, the denim on on display was yeah, yeah. astonishing. <laughs> but they did because uh, they did their hits. Yeah. But then at the end they did a medley of their hits, which was kind of which I thought was really weird. Wow. Like a little summary. Bang yeah. for your buck. Just like... <laughs> my. Um, my, I like a lot of old acts. You know, I go and see old bands, the Beach Boys and the Monkeys and what have you. And um, what a lot of these bands do, and the, the worst offender was Crosby, Stills and Nash. They were the worst offenders. Was they'd, they'd get like a three-minute song, like Teach Your Children, but they'd make it 12 minutes by getting a big instrumental breakdown. Uh-huh. And going, they introduced members of the band. OK, um, I'm doing Graham Nash. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do all of Crosby, Stills and Nash if I do that. That's Neil Young, but it was meant to be Steve Stills. Anyway, so, so Graham Nash goes, OK, we want to introduce the band to you now. On drums, it's Rossi Davidson. And then the guy would do like a, a minute, two-minute drum solo. And then he'd introduce the guitarist, who'd do like three minutes of just... And it just would go on and on and on. I think it's just, I think that's just resting time, isn't it? For, as, as they for the get, older performers, as they get older, they sort of <laughs> they sort of need that time time out to just well get the breath back. <laughs> famously, in the eighties, David Crosby had written into his contract he was allowed to go off stage for resting time, and what wow. resting time meant was sucking on a crack pipe. Wow! Yeah, yeah, he would go off stage um, and and smoke crack while Stills and Nash 
Carried On. That's actually a musical joke I've made there because one of their songs was called Carry On. Excellent. Well done. Thanks very much. Indeed. <laughs> right. Hang on a second. Um, so, the, let's get... Let me Right. Give me the title of this book, please. It's called Jim Bob from Carter. I can remember that. And it has a, a little bit after it, which is uh, in the shadow of my former self. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, was, which I was told is a bit depressing. It's a little bit like you're sat in the corner of a bedsit on the floor just looking at how your life has turned to shit, which it hasn't, though. No. It's a very funny book. You very kindly sent it to me. It's the first electronic book I've ever read on a computer, and I put it off for a long time because I was thinking, I don't know... I don't know if I can do this, you know, read a book on a computer. But I did it. I did it, and it only diminished the enjoyment, I would say, like, 10%. Imagine what that's like in, in, on paper. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it and flick it. It's a very funny book. So the first book was kind of the build-up to the pop success. You're a pop star. It's amazing. Do you ever think back and go, God, I was, a, I was an actual pop star? I, yeah, sometimes. It's weird, isn't it? It's a weird old world. So the first book is the build-up and then... So that sounded of... terrible. I just brushed that off. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, what, what about it? Are you ever a pop star? I don't think so. So the build-up... And then the success. And am I right the first one ends when you, you both decide to call it a day? Yeah. yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. And this book picks up... Picks up from that, that day. And I've got to be honest, guys. If you're in a, a fair to middling-sized pop group, as, as Carter were... Yeah. The aftermath is pretty grim. <laughs> it, it, the, the, it's, the, the first bit of it is, is horrible. The whole... <laughs> um, you know, when you put your next band together... And you think, well, okay, well, we'll pick up where we left off with Carter, and we'll play yeah. you know decent sized venues, and we'll get a crowd. And you're, sometimes you're playing to like fourteen yeah, if people we, if we were lucky. Yeah, that's the realization that that was very sort of quick and brutal. That you yeah. know, when the first, not the first gig, but the I think the second gig that we did was uh, you know there, there were, just wasn't anyone there. And how and does thought, that? This is weird. That <laughs> must be that must be heartbreak. You you must think well what? Hang on a minute. I'm still the same guy. What, yeah. I've just not got the other fellas stood yeah. next to me. How does that feel? Uh, I was all, uh, embarrassing more than anything right. else. I find it. I find that embarrassing. I still do now. You know if if, uh, if there aren't <laughs> enough people there, I'm, I'm embarrassed more than anything else. I want to run away or. Isn't or, that funny? You know, yeah. And the what now? The what, remind me the name of the first band after. Stereo phonics. Super Stereo World. That was it, Jim. Don't not ever, ever say that again. <laughs> By the way, I have to say, because of you, because of your book, I was reminded of the band My Life Story. Yes, I see. Yeah, I saw. Who, who I, I forgotten that I loved them. I was, I was a huge fan. We got Jake's coming on the show in a couple of yeah. weeks at some point. Um, and the, so the first band, it's you were kind of doing like stunts and it was a performance, yeah, as opposed was, to just yeah. standing there with guitars and tapes and things. It, it, I mean, it lacked a budget immensely, right? Because I had really sort of big ideas, yeah, of of, what, of a, doing a big show, you know, big sort of like a clown show, almost like right. a circus show, but we didn't have any money, so it was very much going to Poundland. Buying sort of you know balloons and stuff, and so it, was, it didn't really work. And then uh, and it was so at odds with what I'd just done, yeah. you know, with the sort of political stuff and that 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 it sort of I think confused some people. And you had um, Toys R Us bubble machines, and yeah, all that, yeah. And they never work. I, I still do that now, to be honest. Really? With you. Yeah. Those bubble machines never work. Yeah. I remember we'll getting them for the we'll get through a lot of them. Yeah, we do get through a lot of them. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you want to speak to Jim Bob, you can. You can. You don't. But the th- here's the thing: you're cool if people just phone up just because they want to phone up anyway. We have a few listeners who don't actually listen to the show. 
they just call in to to do their... Let me introduce you to one. Put your headphones on, please. And I'd like you to say hello to show regular Alan Caddick. Good evening, Hi, Alan. How's the classical music? How's the what? Classical music. Classical music is doing very well, thanks very much indeed. We played some classical music last week and... Um... Yeah, I was listening. OK, well, uh, have you been listening to tonight's show? Yes, I have. Who have we got on? Jim Bob from Carter USM. Hey. <laughs> Hello, Alan. Your full oh, name. To give him his full title, Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine. Yes, mate. Uh, what can we do for you, Alan? I've got a question for Jim Bob. Oh, God. <laughs> go, go ahead. Who are your musical inspirations? Oh, oh wow. Was that a laugh or a cough? It was a semi-cough. It was a semi-cough. Oh, it was a semi-cough. Yeah, <laughs> semi-cough. The worst. Uh, who are like, your musical... Inst- uh, this is like being on Swap Shop now, isn't it? It is very much like... Uh, I was instantly... <laughs> sent, no, I've never been on Swap Shop. I imagine. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say Elvis Costello. Oh. Big one. Oh, yeah, you, you, you bang on a... Bang on. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> bang on. <laughs> what a terrible criticism. <laughs> you bang on about him in your book all the time. <laughs> yeah, Elvis Costello, uh, The Jam. Yeah. Um... I'm mean, going to quit on forever, obviously, The Clash. Ian Jury. Ian Jury. Do, yeah. Are you a fan of Ian Jury, Alan? Oh, you can hit me with a women's stick any day. Yeah, OK. Oh, even, really. though, even though he's passed away? God rest him. Thank you very much indeed, Alan. There we go. God, God rest him. God rest him. We'll take a little break. 0344 499 1000. I don't know how many books you're going to sell tonight, Jim, but you said you want. You emailed me. You're on. Uh, this is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 03444991000 is the phone number. Jim Bob is here. Now, listen, there, there are loads of places you can get the book. The best place if you want a free bookmark. Is it free, the bookmark? Yeah. It's free bookmark. And, <laughs> and it's, it's signed. Signed, yeah. Signed. That's, yeah. The, that's, the, that's the main selling point, of course. Is uh, If you go to carterusmstore.com. CarterUSMStore.com. I see um, a lot of people have been calling out an, a, an ex-radio presenter for doing the www. Yes. <laughs> does, does anyone? No one still does the www. No, but I love it when people do. The, our favourite one. <laughs> I, I may have told you this before. Um, when we were on local radio, and a guy phoned up and he said, I'm, I'm, "It was his old boy." And he was he was promoting some charity or something. I don't know what it was. And he said, "Can I can I give out the web address?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?" Okay. <laughs> and he went, "H." <laughs> T, T, P. He did the was, whole thing. It was that pace it as well. Oh. We it took were, about ten minutes. We had to turn our microphones. <laughs> also, it had the longest name in the world, didn't it? Yeah. What was the um, uh, what was the JVS? Oh God. We used to, the guy after us used to do. A, we did a consumer show where people would phone in and say, "Oh, I, I bought these these sandals and the strap came off after six months. Can I get any money back? Yeah. That kind of thing." But then an old who, boy phoned up. Yeah, he said he joined a dating agency, but it wasn't what he thought it was going to be. And could he get his money back? And, and this all went on, and everyone felt terribly sorry for him. And then they said, "Okay, so what's the name of this? Is it online? Yes, it's an online dating agency. Okay, well, let's take some details then. Um, what's the name of the site?" And he said, "Yeah, it's." Uh, localsluts.com <laughs> and the women weren't what he expected <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to know you cannot get uh, Jim Bob's book from localsluts.com but I don't know what you can get I'm not going to google it I've, I've got a fair idea ok uh, carterusmstore.com and get a signed copy or you can get it or our, uh, our friends at Big Green Bookshop who I've just found out have closed, have closed the physical 
Store. Online store now. Simon, yeah. unbelievable. So sad. Um, so, uh, OK. So, it's, uh, gosh, the, the, the title is great. Jim Bob from Carter. So you only need, that's the only bit you need. Jim Bob from Carter. OK. <laughs> OK. Good. That, Cherry Red have confused things by putting Cherry Red Books Presents. Jim Bob from Carter on the cover of the book. Oh, it's, it's got a new cover now. It's oh. got a better cover. Is it? Is it? I'm going to say. You, a lot better. Do you get any say in the covers, or do you kind uh, of send it in? Yeah, I've had too much say in this. Time <laughs> oh, really? really? Yeah. So that that one you're talking about there was my that that yeah that, that was my fault. Oh, okay. Yeah, flipping it, man. Um, it's a very funny book. I loved it. I genuinely loved it. It's you. Um, I think we have a lot of similarities. There are there's a few instances in there. Well, you mentioned you talk about Elvis Costello being an inspiration. You go and do you get something signed by him? Yeah. In the end. Yeah. And I've, there's a horrible awkwardness. Yeah, I've, I've met him twice in 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 my life. You know, I mean, I've got all of his records. Yeah, and uh, that's that doesn't matter. You know, that's not it. Doesn't mean he should. No, do you know what? Be nice to me. Yes, anyway. it does. <laughs> I think it does. I think it means it, you should get a bit of respect. I met um, Al Jardine from the Beach Boys at an airport once, and the, he looked at me like I was a piece of dirt on his shoe. <laughs> and I even called him Mister Jardine. Who else is going to call him Mister Jardine? And he was so, oh, he was so rude to me. So. Elvis Costello. Yeah, it was, it was the second time. Basically, I went to it. He did a like a reading, thing, yeah. an interview at uh, South Bank. Yeah, and there was a and I queued up with his book afterwards. That he, his book was out basically, so he was expecting to sign things, and he and I was quite near the back of the queue. Right, and I was very, I was incredibly nervous. Yeah, thinking, I hope he recognises me. Knowing, of course, he's not going to. Why would he recognise me? Yeah. And we had recorded one of his songs, you know, Carter recorded an Elvis Costello song, so he must... Anyway, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but but to make it sort of... I, I had to get it to Jim Bob, because it kind of... Yeah. It makes it more sort of... It sort of amuses me. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from anything else. But because I was sort of nervous, I mumbled. Oh. I mean, I'm a mumbler, so I mumbled. And he just he just gave me the look as if to say, you know... Speak I, up, I, I, Yeah, idiot. speak up. I haven't got time for this. Sort of, that's, just gave me that look, uh, you know... I mean, he might have just been wanted to go home or whatever, but but I felt you know did feel it sort of walked away sheepishly. It's it's a dry old book as well. I, I don't know if you've managed I ha- to read it. I've re- I've read it. Yeah, I, I had the audio. Actually, I listened to the audio. Yeah, I had I've the audio book about for about four months. It goes yeah. on for just when you think it's gonna. Yeah, it's quite long. I like the way he does impressions. He, yeah, does, yeah. he does voices, doesn't he? <laughs> so when he says, and then Paul McCartney says, and he'll do he the does. Paul McCartney. He does them quite well. He does. I, li- I did like that. I like it. I-, I liked it, but I felt it could have finished around Flowers in the Dirt, because when he starts going on about becoming, you know, learning how to play the piano, how to write music and stuff, you think, all right, mate, we yeah. get it. You can write music now. That's, like a that's the sort of... I'm not saying it's not a good book, and <laughs> I don't want to diss Elvis Costello, but I've upset him enough already by not <laughs> speaking clearly. <laughs> maybe, maybe, what, what was the song you did? Maybe he didn't like it. Peace in Our Time. Yeah, he did. Did he, did he ever... Did you get any feedback... No, from him, no. But we told you off for mumbling in the that, song. At that point, I wouldn't have sort of been seeking it, you know. Yeah. So I probably would have thought, "Oh, we're bigger than Elvis." Because <laughs> <But there's a, laughs> at that time, well, for, you know, d- 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 for about twenty minutes, you probably yeah. were bigger yeah. than Elvis yeah. Costello. Yeah. You know, re- re- realistically, there's and there's a couple of instances. I can't. It, it was a while since I read it, so I can't remember the exact specifics. But where you are in the same room, like in the same bar or something, as someone famous yeah. that you've met. It and, happens a lot. And you kind of... And I get this. And I think, well, I've met them, and they should know who I am. 
But I've had times where I've gone up to them and they think I'm just a fan. And I'm thinking, I'm one of your peers. You know, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're on the same level here. I mean, Jonathan Ross, the thing. I think we're, we, we're on the same level here. Uh, you should re- recognise me. Um, and so now I don't, go up, I don't go up to people, that, famous people that I've met, because you'll just get that, oh, it's so, nice to, it's so nice to meet. Would you like an autograph? Well, often, often when you do, though, I no. don't know if it's the same for you, often you do, you're pleasantly surprised that they... Never. It turns out that they're bigger fans of you than you are of them. Never. No? There's the lovely bit where your wife gets um, John Ronson yeah, to sign yeah, the book. Yeah. See, I would never have done that. I would never have asked John Ronson. And I didn't know anything about that, you know, that... And she, again, I said, can you get it signed to, to Jackie, was her, and Jackie and Jim Bob? Because, again, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a bit ruined by having her name on there as well, but there you go. <laughs> it's ruined my Jim Bob collection of signs. But, uh, <laughs> and he said, oh, not the Jim Bob. How cool And is then that, started man? going on, started singing The Only Living Boy in Your Crosshair. Did he? Yeah. Uh, we like John Ronson. That, I was going to say that sounds like John Ronson, doesn't it? John Ronson is a friend of the show, guys. In just case anyone doesn't We've know, we've been it. to his house. Yeah, he invited uh, us to his house when we were in New York. His apartment, I think we're supposed to. Uh, well, it was pretty nice. We're supposed to call it. Um, okay, let's um, let's put some headphones on. Uh, let's see where this goes. Um, I, I suspect someone's going to try and sell you some song lyrics here. Good evening, George. Rainbow George. Good evening to you. All there. Yes. Are, are you all there, though, tonight, George? I am. This is all very synchronistic. And I don't know if is. my mind is playing tricks or not. Quite possible. Um, Jim Bob, did you do Glastonbury in the late 90s? Uh, in the... I've done it three times. So twice twice in the 2000s on the small stage, oh. but in 1992. Three, say I'm going to say. We, say head, we headline last week. Yes! yes! Ah! Come on! Did you? <laughs> we did, yes. And uh, did, did, did Ray Joe Ford do, do a piece about you at, at that Glastonbury? Oh, I don't know. Radio 4? Possibly. Yeah. Very yeah. possibly. I've got a feeling that I followed you on, on the tape, and I remember my last line was, when you've got to glow, you've got to glow. <laughs> Do you remember that, Jim Bob? Do you remember it, an old man saying, when you've got to glow, you've got to weirdly glow? Weirdly familiar. OK. Possibly. Possibly. And Ian Dury was a friend of mine, and uh, in his latter years, when he moved to Hampstead, and uh, I'm just wondering if... If there's all sorts of synchronicity, uh, you did the Boogaloo Radio thing last week, uh, Ian. Did you, I did Boogaloo Radio, yes. You yeah. did, Bob, didn't Yes. And, and that reminded me of... Yeah. I, I only ever have been to one, one gig at the Boogaloo Radio, and it was uh, Mike Scott of the Water Boys was playing... We'll be back with you in a second, Jim, Bob. Sorry, let's just, <laughs> let's, okay. George is just doing his thing. Yes? Just remembering. Mike Scott of the Waterboys, yes. You saw the whole of the moon. Yes, but but, oh, but, 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 but that record, This Is The Sea, yeah. do, do, do you know the No, I don't, really, I don't really like the Waterboys, if I'm honest. I don't know much about them. I, I really want to tune you into the, the title <laughs> track, This Is The Sea. I think it will lift your spirits, Ian, if, okay. if you listen to well, that. You, OK, maybe we'll play it a little bit later on. Yeah, no, I, I was... You've been on my mind quite a lot this weekend. Hey, thank and I, you. I, I, I'm just thinking that music is the one thing that, yep. that 
that can lift you up. So I, I was. Thinking... I've been a little bit down recently. That's putting it mildly. And George is very kindly um, is suggesting uh, uh, songs to um, lift my spirit. Thank yeah. you, George. Um, I listened. Was listening to. Um, oh, I found an amazing. I found an amazing podcast. Right. Because I'm bored of radio, I'm bored of music, I'm bored of everything, right? So I went onto one of these these podcasts, um, cast boxes, where you get podcasts from, and just tried to find some random stuff, and I found a lot of rubbish. But I found an amazing podcast, and I'm going to get the name right. It's from WFMU, the station in America, and it's called um, The Honky Tonk Radio Girl with Becky. And it's this girl called Becky, and she goes out in the day, and over the week, and just buys country and western records doesn't listen to them and then comes in and plays them oh, for an yeah. hour it's incredible oh, yeah. man it's incredible george i was listening to that in bed the other night instead of the radio i'm i i i don't know i i i'm just wondering if i could be odd job and 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 what? sort of make a rainbow connection with bob job Bob Job? <laughs> Who's Bob? Bobber Job? What are you talking about now? Uh, uh, where have I got the, the name wrong? In, in, a bit, in, yeah. In, a bit. In, in both parts of the, the two-part name, yes. I, I want to be Odd Job. OK. You, uh, you are George, in so many ways. George, listen, I've got to move on, but thank you, brother. I appreciate, uh, appreciate that. We've got Bob Job here uh, this evening. <laughs> Formerly of Ned's, and uh, it's Jim Bob. That's, that's George. He's, he's, a, he's a good spirit, but... Um, just, you know, don't don't take drugs, guys, <laughs> is my thing. We'll have a quick break. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. And that's that. 0344 499 1000. We've got Jim Bob uh, for the next half an hour. Jim Bob from Carter is the book in the shadow of my former self. When did it start? I was going to start, say start being fun, but I'm not. When did it st- stop being embarrassing after Carter split up? Was there a moment when you thought... When we got back together again? Oh, God, <laughs> mate, no. No, 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 I'm exaggerating. Uh, I, there, were obviously, there were moments, you know, there was sort of... It wasn't all, like, uh, failure. Yeah. There were, there were quite a lot of sort of successful moments. I know you, again, I know what you mean about the embarrassment thing honestly you've got to read this book because it's like i've written it but about pop instead of <laughs> will you lend me your computer tv yeah, well, I'll send it over. um but but i get the embarrassment i've done you know i did the flipping jungle i did it because i was getting divorced i needed the money but there was a part of me thinking but you had an audience at least you had an audience I had an audience <laughs> um but yeah you're right you had an audience <laughs> it was 12 million but the, I was the whole time I was flying over there, and for a lot of the time I was there, I was thinking, "This is embarrassing. This is not. This is not what I wanted to be. You know, to be part of. You know, it's a great show, but it's a freak show. You know, it's it's a it's a lot of people whose careers have kind of ended. Going, I'd like another six months, please. You know. Um, so I get the embarrassment thing, but then how do you how do you do pop concerts? You know, if you if you got if you got a band and you, you stood there playing, and there are fifteen people in the audience when you're used to five thousand, how do you how does your brain get around that? Um, I don't know. It's because uh, there were there was the the trouble is with uh, I mean they, they weren't all all these gigs weren't empty. You know, no, they, of they, course, they, they of course, some, there know, were successes definitely. But, yeah, but there were there were certain gigs where there would be say I did, I did a gig. I can remember one particular gig in Worcester where there were about twelve people there, 
and it was it probably held four hundred, three or hundred or something like that. But there there was about six or seven blokes there came together, and they still maintain it's the best gig they've ever been to. I bet they did. But I wasn't thinking, you know, I, I yeah. wasn't sharing that emotion. So they would just think, because it was like I was doing a private gig for them. Yeah. Whereas I didn't want to do a private gig for them. I wanted to do a, a gig for, you know, 12,000 people I didn't know. Yeah. You want to <laughs> bathe in the glory. Yeah. When, um, why did you carry on then? I, um, I partially because I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I mean, I did want to, I still wanted. To, I was still writing songs. And I wanted to make records, so it was a question of then going on tour and trying to sell them in in whatever way. Carter, when did Carter? What was? Give me. The, let's have some chronology. Let's get some facts to the fact fans. When did they split up? When did, did you so first get back together again? We formed in '87, split in '97. Okay, so it was like ten years. Uh, and and that last tour was. The, you could you could see the numbers were kind of tailing uh, off. Yeah, we were bit. definitely on, yeah rapidly on the way out by right. then, and. Uh, and then I sort of did Jim Soup Stereo Word, Stereo Word for World. I can't say it. For, say stereophonics. stereophonics. Come on, you know I was you in want the stereophonics to. for a short, short, <laughs> oh, embarrassing you know time. Well, now I know why you're so offended. I meant Stereo Lab. If oh, I'd have called it Stereo Lab, that, that would have been, been fine. That yeah. would have been better. Yeah. Sorry, I, uh, yes, wrong, wrong stereos. Um, By the way, after eleven, bands with stereo in the title, call us, please. Stereo MCs. <laughs> stereo MCs. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be the best phone ever. Sorry. So I'm... yeah, uh, so that was that, and then I then I started doing solo stuff. And yeah. I did various solo records, uh, but there was there was a point when I started playing uh, when I was doing li- uh, live shows. I would include Carter gigs. Which I think is something that singers from <laughs> from more Carter, successful so bands put, do. You put Carter songs in, yeah, and that that helped in terms of bringing people in. Yeah, you know, was it when you when you started again after the split? Was it that um, thing of right? Well, I'm 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 Paul McCartney when he left the Beatles for yeah. like the first three four years just wouldn't play a Beatles song, and now and, it's all he does. Yeah. And now it's you go and see yeah. it's, it's a Beatles karaoke yeah. night, you know. Yeah, yeah. same uh, with me actually. I do probably I do more Carter songs than. Really, the non-card songs. Does that disappoint you? Is that you? Really, you made peace with that. I'm fine with it now. I've kind of. But, but when I started doing it, I sort of said, uh, you know, I lied to myself and said, you know, that I wrote all the songs, not not on my own, but I wrote. Yeah. So what's the difference? They're just songs I wrote. But that's nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I just. I mean, now I'm kind of lazy, and the, and the card songs are just are in my. I don't need to practice them or anything. So which one is your <laughs> Hey Jude? <laughs> <laughs> Which one gets them all singing along? It's probably, uh, oh, well, singing along. It's all, it's all any car song. They were singing along all with all catchy. them. But there is a, there is a non car song called Touchy Feely, which is when the bubbles come out. Right. And that's very much a <laughs> yeah. Hey Jude kind of situation. And which one do you turn around to introduce the backing tapes? Um, Ladies and gentlemen, now please, <laughs> the backing tapes. <laughs> um, you, you've got gigs coming, well, you've got a gig coming up. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of spread myself too thinly. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is that one a year? Is that the, the ratio now? Uh, yeah, sometimes I do as many as six. But, wow. no, I, I mean, that, a couple of years ago I did a proper tour, but uh, yeah, I'm doing one gig on whenever that is. The March 20, the 23rd, 20... Saturday, March 23rd at Shepherd's Bush Empire. That's... Tickets are still available. Yeah, upstairs. Special guests? There, there's some surprises. Okay. Like, the last time I did it a year ago, I uh, it was just me and Christy T. Mm. Don't you know Christy T? Yeah, yeah. Played uh, piano on a few songs. But either that was just me and 2,000 people singing along for Beautiful. two hours. But this time there's going to be a few more. We're going to make it different in a, in a way that so I, I can't reform. reveal. 
Maybe they are. No, they're not. But maybe they are. No, they're not. <laughs> say <laughs> they are. Say they might be. Right? You never and know. And you sell the rest you? of the tickets, man. <laughs> and then you say, you say I didn't promise it's anything. It's Coy's got Elvis Costello. <laughs> it's a bit of a, a dilemma when you have surprises. Yeah. Because you want them to be surprises. Yeah. But at the same time, you also want to go. You want to say, this is going to happen. This is really good. <laughs> Buy some tickets. You don't want to miss this. Trust me. <laughs> um, and I love your description in the book. That, that what's the, that one of your team comes up with? Is it the five-year plan for reunions? Yeah. That's, go, that's... go through that. Because this is brilliant, and it, I, I'm a big fan of bands that get back together, and it makes perfect sense. With the um, the first year, everyone's yeah. really excited. I mean, Heath is our manager, Mark. He has a, he has a lot of theories, and yeah. he loves making sort of uh, um, charts and stats, and that's you know that's what he does. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had this sort of theory that the first so a band getting back together, the first year, it's the tickets sell really quickly yeah. because they're back together. The second year, all the people who missed out in the first year. Uh, don't want to miss out again, so they sell even quicker. The third year, people thinking, "Hey, they're, they're doing this. They're doing this. This is a regular thing now." So they, so the tickets sell more stubbornly. The fourth year, people are thinking, oh, no, I, "I might not bother going this year because we can always go next year." <laughs> right. So you have to sort of change things, yeah. you know, by uh, or take a year off, which yeah. is what we, you know, we skipped a year. What, and then you went nuclear. And then we went. Uh, the, you yeah, did the nuclear option. Yeah, which is to which is to say this is the last one we'll ever do. All right, Gene Simmons from Kiss, blimey. <laughs> Flipping it. And you did, you, you, you went, was there any, uh, you and Fruit Bat, that's right, guys. Uh, did you, <laughs> I, love, I love saying it. Did, was there any kind of, you, when you made the decision to go nuclear and go, right, this is it, this is the last show we're ever, ever doing, then we're out, just, you know, was there a sense of regret or worry or nerves or were you both relieved at that point? Um, there wasn't uh, regret, I'm uh... I mean, it worked in terms of selling tickets. Yeah. Tickets went really quickly. Um, and it wasn't the only reason for going nuclear. You know, we did sort of want to be free to do other things. Yeah. Uh, as proved by the fact that I didn't do anything afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> How long ago was the nuclear option? Uh, 2014. Oh, right, well, you've got, well, we're 2019. Next year you can get back together again. And yeah. no, no one I mean, care. the thing is, because the, the offers to, to get back together were quicker and more more inviting right. the second time around. Yeah. But so, you know, I mean, so it's nice to be asked, but, you, you know, you have to sort of consider, consider them and then dismiss them because until somebody makes some really ridiculous, you know. But, so, but it's inevitable, isn't it? Someone will wave I don't, a I don't silly check in front of you. that much money, yeah, unless you do the kind of, like, the, you know, bros sort of thing where, as far as I know, because they're doing, they play in Brixton Academy or something. Yeah, yeah. As far, I, someone told me the tickets were... £106 each. Or what? I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but... Come on, guys. But that's, you know, that's the sort of... That's the sort of cheaty way of doing it, isn't it? Let's have a little look. Um, uh, I'm going to find out exactly how much they are, and I'm going to buy you a ticket for it. <laughs> you're going to go... You're going to shake hands with Luke and um, buy tickets. Let's but, find out... I feel sorry for the brossettes. be annoying if they aren't, and I've just got that wrong. If 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 they aren't, I'm gonna just not say anything. Okay, and we'll move on. Actually, it was Mark, my manager, that told me, and he does exaggerate. Um, <laughs> did you see? You must have seen the film. Did you see? The I did see the film. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was quite. I thought it was moving. How much did you say they were? I sure you said 106 or something. 100. They're 106 pounds 50 pence. That's the <laughs> stalls. <laughs> that's just normal tickets. Yeah. That's and that's the official. That's the official website. Yeah, that's that's nuts. And there are resale tickets for seated for one hundred and eighty. 
So that means. So that means they're making. Oh, I can't remember. That that means they're making like half a million pounds. If they sell for playing Brixton, but they will sell, though, won't they? Well, especially now after that film. Well, I suppose after that's insane. One hundred and six quid for Bros. Yeah, it's not right, is it? I mean. I've got, I've got to be careful. Fair play to them. Fair, fair play to them. That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah, if you can, you know. Fair play but to them. But still. If you can stitch your fans up, why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll have a quick break. Uh, then we'll, 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 we'll try a phone call, but I'm not quite sure where that's going to go. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. While, while you, the adverts are playing, go to carterusmstore.com, click on Jim Bob. You can get the new book. Jim Bob from Carter. You can also get Good Night Jim Bob as well. Will, will that, that one be signed as well, sir? It will be. Yeah. There you go. Go and get it from there, for goodness sakes. Uh, 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, we've got Jim Bob, formerly of Carter USM. Uh, so, there's, listen, guys, dig, dig deep, because there's lots to, to get. There's a few tickets left for the show on March the 23rd at Shepherd's Bush Empire, significantly cheaper than £106.50 yeah. a ticket, I'm yeah. hoping. Oh, yeah. Um, and lots of surprises. Lots of surprises that I can't tell you about. Um, there's also the new book, Jim Bob from Carter, uh, which I've read and is a joy. It comes out in March, but get in there, get in there early. It's, it's funny. This is the thing. I love... I love all I read are autobiographies and biographies. I love it. And I've got to be honest, and maybe this is kind of my cruel thing. I like... My favourite part of pop stars' stories are when the bubble bursts yeah. a little bit. And I like the journey from the other side as they kind of come back and work out who they are and what they are. And this book covers that plenty. Oh, look, there's there's Paul Ross. You know, you aware of Paul Ross's work? <laughs> Is it, does he owe you money? No. Do you owe him money? No. That's probably why he's here. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Quick! Get me out the window! It's Ross! Um, but that's that's my favourite part of... Because we all know, you know the band gets together, they have success, and, you know, it's fun. But I like to know what happens afterwards yeah. when, you know, the wilderness years. My favourite part of the Beach Boys story is kind of after, you know, Smile, when it all went wrong, and then what they do for the next four, five, six years before they become a greatest hits machine, you yeah. know, and they're just... They're floundering. They're making some of the best records they've ever made. Floundering. So there's that. And you can get though you can get the book at CarterUSMstore.com or, you know, if you want to be lazy, go and get the other, get it from Amazon or wherever. But that's the that that's the place that helps the artist the most. And then you were just telling me about this, and this is stunning. Uh, if you go to cherryred.co.uk, Cherry Red Records, there's a huge box set, a Carter vinyl yeah. box set that's come out. Did you do you have any input? We had, uh, yeah. I mean, again, our manager did most of the work. He worked about two years on that. Wow! To get it sort of, I think it's every studio recording. For the first, the very first time, Carter's entire recorded output, all one hundred and twenty-eight songs of it, is gathered together in one place. Seven. Glo- <laughs> I like this. That's all seven glorious hit albums, plus two collections of singles, B-sides and cover versions, all pressed on coloured vinyl and packaged into a deluxe silver foiled box. Uh, 12-page book, unseen archive imagery, pictures, yeah. and album-by-album album interviews with Jim Bob and Fruit Bat, and two exclusive art prints. Oh, look at that, man. That's stunning. That is stunning. When you... That's like, that's like a proper... That's like a Beatles packaging do you yeah, know what i mean that's like yeah, a bob dylan box yeah. set when you see that 
put together. You must be proud of what. Oh yeah, massively. Because when we would do it, because I had to listen to the records when, when they were putting it together oh. quite a few times because they had been remastered. Like, yeah. And that was that was a slight chore at first, but yeah. then I was kind of su- pleasantly surprised. I I liked more of the records than I, yeah. than I sort of thought. But when we actually got the physical thing, I almost didn't want to want because it was in uh, shrink wrapped. I almost didn't didn't want to open it because it's because the box itself is black with silver lettering. Yeah, it just looked nice like that. But then opening it and sort of smelling it, yeah, sm- it smell, yeah, yeah, everything about it was just. Did yeah. they not send you two? Uh, I had no. Because, but, go on. <laughs> what are you saying? No, I'm just saying because there's, there's. I know you know. I've got a tiny little record label, and I know, and we do small stuff compared to that. But I know that people will quite often buy two copies, yeah, one to play and one to yes. one to keep sealed. One yeah. to keep sealed. It's a, it's a thing for me. I like opening stuff and feeling it and touching it and flicking through it and playing it. And you know, I think records are meant to be listened to, but um, people will buy one to to keep, yeah, sealed. That's the dream, isn't it? It is the truth. I've got a 1970 <laughs> sealed copy of the Monkey's last proper album, Changes, when it's just Mickey and David. It's a terrible album, but it's sealed. And whenever I, I one day on my deathbed, I'm going to get an, I'm going to get my keys. I'm going to slice it open. I'm going to suck down that 1970 um, bubblegum air and breathe it in deep. I've got some sealed CDs from Japan. But you know, I think Beach Boys actually. Really? Maybe I should find them. And- Given to you, yeah, please do, mate. I'll be, I'll, I'll be gratefully, uh, I'll be gratefully received. Let's let's try this call. I don't know how far we're going to get. Um, good evening, Alex. Hi. Hi. Okay. Okay. Hi, Alex. Yeah, I just I don't really know what I want to see. Really. Okay. Well, should we let you go then? Um, okay. Thanks very much for your call. And that's that's the show, Jim, <laughs> that you have chosen to come on <laughs> to promote your book to people like that. Sounds like a reader. It does sound like a reader. All right, so what is next? So you've got, obviously, you're going you're gonna to sell the, um, the shizzle out of this book. But what's next? Because you do keep. Going. You've written how many novels have you written? Two? I've written four, four, four. novels. Yeah, more coming. Uh, yeah, I've written. Well, technically, I've written six, right. but two have not been published. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but that's because that's because I hate publishers. Really? Why? Well, I didn't know that until. Why do? Until why? What, what's what's wrong with publishers? Uh, no, I, I don't mean. Well, they you didn't want to there. publish my new right. novel, which I would say was. I feel it's like you know maybe the best one, right? Done, yeah. But what the time's not right. How do you or... do it? I've tried writing a book and it's flipping hard, man. It's yeah. reading the book is easy. Eighty thousand words, I can read it in two days. One and a half if I push. Boasting. I'm not boasting. It's a fact, Catherine. I can read. All right, get me. Get what me if it's a really now. hard book, a boring book. Get me a book and I'll read it now, um, and I'll beat you. <laughs> I read it. But it turns out that sitting down and writing yeah. is significantly harder. Than sitting down and reading, Who I would have thought. How do you how do you motivate? Do you have like a little room that you go in and you you say to your your partner, right? I'm I'm don't don't knock on the door until five o'clock. I'm you go up there with a pot of tea. How do you do it? No, I mean I have got a room, but I don't really go in there anymore. Oh, I saw when I, I think when I first started out when there were the first books, it was more I think I was more excited about the whole yeah. sort of process, and so I was in there you know quite a lot sort of. Uh, 
but with the recent recent ones, it was more of a I felt like I had to do it kind of thing. Right. So it's more more of a slog. Yeah. But I was writing sort of all over, you know, various different iPads and phone and pieces of paper and not iPads, just one iPad. <laughs> I've, got, I've only got one. It's got <laughs> scattered around the house. <laughs> paper and pen, you say. Yeah, but I can't read. Can't read if my writing's so awful. They can never read that. So. How long did this one take you to write then? The new one. This, this, because uh, it feels, it feels, it. It probably took a year, I suppose, but really? with 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 gaps in that year. Yeah, yeah. It didn't actually take that long. It didn't take as long as a novel. Okay. It's because well, you know all the stuff. Oh no, I kind of knew where the story was. Yeah. yeah, I knew knew what comes next. It's a funny book, man. I loved it. We get a little. You get a little thanks at the end. I know that means a lot. Yeah. Um, unless he just snuck that into the PDF that he sent me, and then when the book comes you out, get, you read it. Because I don't think, and I'm not just saying this, it does, doesn't it say it? I think it says in the book. It is true that, because I hadn't, I think, I listen, don't think I'd, to this. To I'd this. either just started it or was thinking about starting yeah. when I first came on his show. Yeah. And then because you said that the other book wasn't, the first book wasn't available, that sort of, uh, G cherry red into, uh, redoing it. And then they, they, re- they had said, why didn't you do the second one? See? And I thought, so I did. So I probably wouldn't have written it. It's me. If it wasn't for you, I've, I'm responsible for great art. <laughs> you don't need to write a book. You're just inspiring people. I'm inspiring. You're the muse. One of Britain's greatest songwriters has been inspired <laughs> to write a book based on. <laughs> <laughs> and do you notice how delicately I've I've not w- w- the show gets a mention in the book as well. It gets a, it, we get like a whole page mentioned in the book. I was so thrilled. And he's he, he sent me an email saying, "Here's the book. You're mentioned in it. Try not to try not to jump to your part." Treat it like a novel, and I was so tempted to jump to my part. <laughs> of course, I was. I'm in a book, um, but it, it, uh, it, the show gets a very funny mention, and uh, I'm not going to give any spoilers. But it is when when we come in and do this show, the guest gets introduced to the person who was doing the show before, and you know, and it, it's it's a very funny bit in the book. And you were worried that you'd been mean. I don't think you'd been mean at all. Yeah, it was yeah, awkward more than mean. Yeah, yeah. It's that, that, yeah. It's a, it's a thing that's happened. On a few occasions in my life, <laughs> but yeah. Well, we'll, we'll go to the, the news in a second. So, I, I, I used, years and years ago, I used to twenty years ago, I used to t- TV program called the Eleven O'clock Show, and it was basically just slagging people off. You know, some of it was funny, but some of it was very mean, just slagging people off. And the number of um, times I've been like in a green room with 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 a famous person, and I've had to go. I'm really sorry, but I think I may have said something rude about you. Richard Maidley, I worked with Richard Maidley a you year ago. You were worried about that one, weren't you? I was you? terrified about it. We were so rude about him and his missus. I mean, awful. And I was working with him the next day, and I had to just say, Richard, I'm really sorry, can I have a word? Um, I've been building it up for years. I said some really mean things on this show about you and Judy, and um, he said, oh, no, okay, not a problem at all. Anyway, thanks very much. So, what do you think about this? And then he was off. And I built this thing up for years that he was going to... But you know what the best thing I've found? Because I've done that a lot, yeah. like mainly slagging off other bands, and then you meet them. The best thing is when it's the other way around and you meet them, yeah. and you can see that they that they feel awful. You can see that you recognise that look, and, yeah. and, don't, and you don't mention it. You know so that they cool. feel awful. The book <laughs> is is very funny, man. Jim Bob from Carter. Um, it's Carter USM store is the place to go if you you know if, if you can't be bothered to support the artist directly and get a signed copy, then you get it in all the usual places. But you know this is how we like to roll. So lovely to see you, man. Um, 
Ooh. Same time next year? You're welcome any time. I know I'm not Ian Collins and we're not going to talk politics. <laughs> but any time you want to come in and um, just hang out, you'd be very, very welcome. It's nice to get out of the house. Good. Uh, we'll take your calls as per usual. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four four is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. That wasn't the song I was expecting to hear. Um, but I like that. I like that a lot. Who was that? Hang on a second. I've got too many windows. That was Brett Smiley. Va, 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 voom. I, I, honestly, I found this. I'm going to give you some amazing podcasts to listen to. I've, actually, I think I've only got two. 
Um, let me give them to you in a minute. If you want to call in, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Jim Bob just told me that he got an email from the Carter store saying they'd sold loads of copies of that book. So thank you, team. That's great. Honestly, it's such. Excuse me, Windy Pops. It's such a funny book. It's it's delightful. It's charming. It's um. It's the least arrogant pop star book I've ever read. It's full of self doubt. Self-deprecation, shyness, and embarrassment. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that was the word he used to describe. You know, going from playing several thousand seaters to doing a tour with the next band, thinking, "Well, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll probably get about half, three quarters of the Carter crowd, and playing to fourteen people." And he was embarrassed. And I get that. I've been sat on shows and I've been embarrassed. You know, I've done live stuff and hardly anyone's turned up, and I've been I've been embarrassed. It's not a shame or a red. It's embarrassing. He's so nice, isn't he? He's so nice, and he's kind of charming, oh. slightly awkward. I mean, I like it's so nice. Though. I like that guy a lot. Anyway, I've just um, if you want to uh, order the book, Jim Bob from Carter. Uh, if you go to Carter USM store, you can get it there. You can get it from Amazon, all the usual places. But if you get it there, I think I think the artist gets a few more quid in their pocket, and you get it signed. You get a bookmark. You get a bookmark. Come on, we all need to keep our places. Yeah, yeah, bookmark. <laughs> yeah, bookmark. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to. Is how do I pronounce this? Is it Kiana? Yeah, hi. Hey, Ki- oh, I've just look at that, Kiana. I've just broken my um, headphones. Not hey. Slide back on. Yes, it will slide. Back. Yes, it will. <laughs> yes, it will. But the the pin has come out that keeps it in. Oh dear! Right, well, there's another pair there. <laughs> well, no, hang on, no, hang on, Kiana. Be up there with us, Kiana. No, there should be. Hang on, I'm going to stand up. Your call is important. To us. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't want the headphone. All I want is this. <laughs> is this black bit? If I can pull off this black bit. Don't break two pairs. Just. Oh. Hang on, Kiana. I'm here. I know, we're coming, honestly. <laughs> Hang on. No, I'd know because if I do. No. Don't get angry with me for being practical. You're not being practical, you're not. Hang on, Kiana! We're coming! God. He's just breaking Sarah, another pair of headphones. Got headphones like this Needlessly. Can you try and get oh, that black goodness. bit off, please? I mean. And when you get it off, bring it in! <laughs> Sorry, Kiana. Well, no, because this this won't work now. You look, just this... hold it on like you're doing um, Band-Aid or something. Oh, have you got sellotape? Yes, I have. Get some sellotape. All right, we're back. We're back. Good evening, Kiana. What can we do for you this evening? Oh, my goodness. You... Hi, Ian. Are you OK? I'm, I'm lousy, but apart from that, I'm great. <laughs> yeah, you are pretty, pretty lousy, aren't you? Honestly, you've actually made me feel quite calm now. It's really, really calm. nice. Calm. Meditation yeah. is the key... Focus. I was was actually quite nervous, like, knowing that I was going to talk to you, but I've wanted to talk to you for a while anyway. I I think you, didn't you call us, um, didn't you call last week wanting to speak to us and then you didn't come on air or something? Yeah, because I fell asleep. Tell me about it. I fall asleep during during this show sometimes. That's how it happens. (laughs) It's a lousy show. (laughs) Go on. But you've you've called in now. All is good. What can we do for you? I'm just going to turn you up. Now, I've started being a bit... okay. it's all that technology, isn't it? And I'm I'm having a moment just like you now. I feel a lot calmer. I'm glad that just happened, you know. I'm fixing my headphones with gaffer tape (laughs) while I'm talking to you. They say things happen for a reason, don't they? Which we all know that they do. The reason is that that this is a crappy station that won't spend any money on equipment. Well, I'm glad that happened because it just. Compl- I'm going to be selfish now. My heart rate is back to its normal pace. That's great. That's it. That's what we need. That's what we. Yeah. Need. So I'm really glad that I'm speaking to you anyway. I hope I don't ramble on. 
I, I just don't feel as nervous now, yeah, but I just wanted to speak to you about some stuff. Go on, but... what can we do for you? Yeah, but first of all, I have to say, okay, yes. that I think you're an incredible guy. Um, you really are an amazing person. And what you did in December for that guy, Chris, you know, I'm not being awful to you, because I liked you on I'm Celebrity and everything like that. Yeah. But once I seen what you did and heard about that, I very much warmed to you more and engaged with you mentally, even though I didn't know you, if that made sense. I, um, um, there's, 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 um, I'm reminded that there was a PS over the weekend about that story. Yes. Mm. I, um, no, not that what you're thinking. I got, a f- I was with my boys at the weekend, Kiana, mm. and um, I, the phone rang and it was a number I didn't recognise. And normally I don't answer it, but I answered it and I went, hello. And a woman said, hello, who is this, please? And, and mm. I said, no, no, who is this, please, to her? And she went, is that Ian? And I'm thinking, oh, sugar, man, what what have I done now? <clears throat> and, and I said, who is this? And anyway, long and short of it is, this was the partner of that gentleman. Wow. And once I'd made the connection, and I sat there with my boy, and I went, okay, right, okay, um, I've realised who this is. How is how is Chris doing? And she went, "Well, why don't you ask how I'm doing?" And I turned. I looked at my I looked at my nine year old son, and we were building something. And I went, "Nah, not today." I said, "Okay, thanks very much for the call. I'm going to have to let you go now. Thanks a lot. Bye bye." And that was it. Was a weird. It was a weird vibe. Anyway, sorry, Kiana, to interrupt. Yeah. It was a weird vibe. No, no, no. That's fine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, anyway, gosh, go on. Mad. Go on. Yeah. Um. Obviously, like, I didn't know where to start, and I didn't want to, like, you know, because sometimes like, when you talk to people, it, sometimes things can go on for hours, can't they? And yes. certain, obviously it's not going because there's no way, so I'm trying to no cut things down as much as I can. Yeah. But um, I just wanted to be as honest as I can, because I'm a mental health campaigner anyway, and, um, yeah, and suicide awareness and stuff like that. I'm massively passionate about a lot of things. Yes. And, but also, um, I, the thing is, I don't want to get emotional, but sometimes you do, and then it's not okay, you shouldn't mask your pain anyway, or you're upset, or your emotions at the end of the day, you don't know where they're going to take you at one moment, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, so I thought, I sort of sat here for a while, like you said, I was going to call you last week and that as well, but I sort of thought, you know, you've got it at the end of the day, you know, I don't want people to be upset when I speak of something, but at the same time, you know. Okay. Well, don't worry about, they, don't yeah. worry about how other people are going to react or what they're going to feel. Yeah. That's their, uh, their thing. But go on. So what, what is it you want yeah. to say? Yeah, well, basically in that, you know, it's been a very, very hard year for me. When I found out what you did with, you know, for quests and different things, and not just that, you know, they always say you don't know what's going on underneath a person. And obviously I did my mental health campaign in 2017 in May. And that went really, really well. And it was the first time, you know, we're not going into too much now. I did a bit of a traumatic childhood and all of that. But you get over it as much as you can. Raising care and all of that. I like to think I'm an independent thinker. I'm quite positive, you know. Being let down by the local authority a lot. But, you know, that's a different story at the end of the day. But I've always sort of fight for what I believe in. I'm that kind of person that always does. But um, about a year, it actually, um, about a year ago, just over that, unfortunately, well, last February, I got rushed into hospital with mental and physical exhaustion. I was very ill, Ian. Um, but before that, I'd broken my foot. I was very, very unwell. I was getting rushed to hospital, loads of physical illnesses. My doctors, let me just say, first of all, before I carry this conversation on, 
if you want to interrupt, carry on, honestly, just because okay. I want you to think I'm taking either. No, I'm cut long story short, they were incredible with my doctors. I'm not going to fault them. I've written a couple of blogs on them. I love my doctors. All of my doctors in Northern Surgery are incredible. They okay. have been so supportive. I must say that. And Wiltshire, please, actually. I'm not going to, you know, you know, and I've not always felt comfortable with the place. They have been very supportive okay. and the emergency services. NHS have been incredible with me. I'm proof of that, living proof of what they've done okay. to me over the I'm, ju- I'm just going to just tug ever so slightly on the fishing line and just bring you back to... Because I, I get the, the vibe I get from you, Keanu, is you can talk for yeah. England. And oh, no. you're, you're like oh, no. me in that you, we oh, can God. both go off on tangents plenty. So yeah. I, I'm just going to yeah. just, just put you ever so slightly back to the focus of what it is you want to... What, what, I still don't quite know what's happened and where okay, we are now. Right, then. Sorry. Okay, then. So cut long story short, I got rushed into hospital Too mental late. physical exhaustion last February. Yeah. And then I basically was put on treatment. Um, I've got a daughter, my daughter's just turned 11, but I was put on treatment, and the the tr- treatment that I went on made me react to it very badly. I was put on a psychotic drug. It turned out I shouldn't have gone on it, and I should have been in the hospital for a couple of weeks. Cut long story short, people make mistakes. That's what had happened. Yes. Months later, unfortunately, you know, I was in hospital for three months instead of two weeks. Very, very unwell last year. And then I ended up getting a blood clot. I was very ill. It spiralled wow. back. Yeah, loads of other stuff. Yeah. And I had to take myself to A&E out of the hospital that I was in because they thought I was just being crazy and stuff because of my medication or whatever, which I knew there was something wrong with my leg. Went there. Cut long story short, I had the clot. Ended up getting put on medication. My daughter was with friends. The local authority then by then had chipped in. You know, and stuff like that. So that was quite hard because I raised my daughter for 10 years on my own, you know. Yes. I tried my best to be the best mum that I could possibly be. And it was a shock, to be honest, Ian. When I woke up from this, they said it was like being in a coma for about six weeks. I didn't know what was going on. Lost most of my time that I was in hospital through. I just don't know what was going on because of the medication that yeah. I was on. Come out of hospital in the June last year, and it was the most hardest journey for me. Um, You know... I'm not being awful because people really need to be aware that when people are going through a hard time, and I'm not trying to act like a victim, some people don't know what went on. People judge people, but, you know, people need to back off, really. Yes. And, um, yeah, and I just got really, really bad. I had to have nurses helping me cross the road when I'd come back home, really looking after me. And then I got rushed into hospital again because my mental physical, well, because I hemorrhaged and stuff after that, going back into the court about my daughter. And, unfortunately, um, you know, I lost her. Um, so you lost. You, so what? Your, your your daughter got put into care, did she? She went to go and stay with my friend in February last year. Um, yeah. One of my friends took care of her, two of them for two weeks. Um, a married couple and um, with their little girl, they looked after her, and she still stayed in the same school. So I was really pleased about that. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks after, the local authority were calling around, rallying around my friends to see who else could take her. And then a really good family took her in, and she's been there ever since for a year. Um, the local a local authority. Sorry, carry on. No, do you do you get to do you get to see her or speak no, to her? No, this is the hardest thing to be honest. If I'm trying not to get emotional, but I don't want to get upset. But at the same time, you know, I'm trying to um, deal with emotion now and and what's happened. It's like I've grieved a lot to be honest. Yeah. But so you, when was when the last you, time you spoke to her? I haven't. I last spoke to her seven months ago. Oh man, I can't. That no. that was that was on the phone, by the way. But the last time I seen her was two months ago. Um, but in the June, I had to go back. I, I was only allowed to see her for two hours a week, supervised. Yeah. My, my doctors was upset. My doctor was crying, Ian. 
um, a police officer. He was really upset. I spiralled out of control. And then obviously I had to keep on going back and to, to the courts. Um, but they were like saying, oh, you, you're going to, you know, if you carry on the way you are, you'll be able to get your daughter back and blah, blah, blah. I did everything that they wanted me to do. And they were trying to say that I was deluded by then. I had to see loads and loads of psychologists. Everyone was coming out with the same. And they said it was stress-induced, like some kind of organic thing yes. to your brain because I was physically unwell. I had anemia, a blood clot, a hemorrhage. And they thought, then I thought I'd cancer system. But everything, without going into it, there's so many infections and virus on morphine. I was on steroids. I was in intensive care. They were going to give me a blood transfusion. And they were still chipping at me, the local authority. And it was just horrendous, back and two. And then sadly, in November, I, I, I don't feel ashamed of it. You know, I'm not saying be proud of yourself if you're going to try and commit suicide. It's the worst pain, you know. But in the November, it was my daughter's birthday in the November. I'd missed. The summer's always that kind of year for me and my daughter, you know, it's summer holidays, yes. work yourself up, have summer together, then it's going back to school in the year in the September, then it's Halloween in the October, November it's a birthday, then it's Christmas. I missed all of that. I missed her last and year. And it got, it, got too, it got too much. Yeah, and yeah, it did. And to be honest, I've gone through a lot in my life, not like thinking, yeah, I'm the warrior. And I've had a lot of pain in my life, being in care and my sister passing away and lots of people that I know that have committed suicide through care and stuff like that. But I've always pushed and pushed and been a positive person, tried to make a change and, and been that real proof for my sister. She's watching over me and the angel, you know, that I, I'm going to promise that I will fight for what I believe in and to try and get justice. But unfortunately, it just got the better of me. A load of people bullying me really badly. People, I only go to about three shops in my town. I'm going to have, I'm going to move now because I've decided it's best for my daughter because she can't just bump into me and it's not fair. And then, yeah, in the November, just before I went to court, I did try and take my own life. Um, I'm really sorry to hear that it... Um, uh, I feel like I turned a corner there, just before well, you speak. Oh, OK. Well, I was about to say, I'm sorry yeah. that it got to a place where that seemed like an option. And trust me, I know mm. what it feels like to have to be confronted and think, well, do you know what? If I was dead, that would kind of solve everything. I, I, yeah, I've been there the recently. I couldn't deal with Ian. Yeah. It was the pain that hurt yeah. so bad. Yeah. I'm sorry that mm. you, got, you got that painful. It's horrendous. I, I identify, you know, different yeah. story, but I identify. But you say you turn a corner. So where are you um, now then, Kiana? Well, I'm at home, obviously. I'm based in Cannes. I don't mean physically where are you, you muppet. Oh, I mean, oh, where okay. are you in your journey of life? Okay, <laughs> where are you now? I'm in my living room. Where, I'm in my living room. OK, well, I bet it's a lovely living room. Uh, but where, so where, where are you well. now in terms of emotionally and, and how you're feeling and stuff? Emotionally, I feel a lot better. Okay. Um, I think I've learned because I realised my daughter wanted to stay. You know, it was very hard, and the local authority said it, and my barrister was like sort of blown away with it. But we found out that she wanted to stay where she was. So obviously, okay. well, she's been there for a year. She's yes. built really good relationships with people that she's with. And the only thing, to be honest, that's keeping me really going and strong is knowing that my daughter's happy. That's all that matters to yep. me. Yep. Um, you know, it's like you know. Every, Every child like deserves to be heard and and to be loved and wanted and to be safe and knowing that she's with a good family, you know, it's my friends and I've known them. Obviously, things have gone a bit up in the air at the minute because there's a lot of pain and anger. But for can, me, can I, all right, can I ask a question? Going. So I'm still slightly confused. Yeah. Can I ask a question? I'm going to use rather blunt street language that I so hope you won't be offended by. Like Here we you. go. Come this on. is it. I hope that you won't be offended. I know you won't because I because no, I, no, I think no, we're similar. No. Um, do do the family 
and mm. your daughter not want her to see you because, here comes the blunt bit, they think you're too mm. nuts. Do you know what? That's funny that you said that because I've been assessed by a psychologist and the consultant psychiatrist said it and the psychologist as well that have come to see me and have been observed in my house and I had to go through hours and hours of cross-examination. They said it was due to being stress-induced and it was due to physically being unwell. But yeah, they're they're making it out like that now, yeah. Local authority are. They they said I'm deluded um, and all of this. But the fact is, they knew what I've been through all my life, yeah. yeah. They were aware of me because I raised my daughter for 10 years on my own. Okay. And in fact, um, this, I spoke to them a while ago and said I was on my knees. And I spoke to my doctor every time I went to go and see my doctors, told them what was going on. But as the doctor said in Northlands, he had so many physical illnesses. Yeah. It, it mentally washed me out. And I know it sounds bad because I don't want people to feel sorry for me. Do you know all I wanted? I just wanted my brain to just be turned off. Like, yeah. I wished at one point I was a robot. Or I was plugged in, just unplug me, just leave me. My yeah. brain was constantly, and it was just too much. What is it? Did they, have you had, like, a like a proper diagnosis, like bipolar or, or no, no, something nothing. like that? Nothing. No, it, it was... It are was you seeing... Um, are you speaking to, like, a mental health team or a doctor on a regular basis? I speak to my doctors, yeah. Okay, good. And obviously, but I've been assessed by psychologists. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have treatment for trauma work. Yeah, good. But they said it was a stress it breakdown due to stress induced, yeah. which was due to physical illness, which yeah. hit me over the edge because would, I've always got would, on with it. You see, I, I, listen, I'm not telling you what to do or anything. I'm just kicking some thoughts around in my no, head. Would, on, would, would moving would moving away mm. and then having to start again with a new doctor would that would that help you? Or you know would I that like be a that step backwards? That. I like that you said that, actually, because that's something that I've discussed with my friends, because trust is everything for me. And, you know, like, um, my doctors have been... I know I keep them going on, they are amazing. All the time. And they've been... Then why would you want to... I can understand why you want to move away for your daughter's sake, but Mm. why would you want to start again with a new doctor who maybe isn't quite so fantastic? Because I worry, because I feel like I need to put my daughter's well-being first. And if I, well, if I bump into her in town, this is what they've done. Say if I bump into her anywhere, um, anywhere in the community, I'm allowed to say hello and give her a hug and just walk away. That's it. Okay. And that's heartbreaking. Yeah, it must, be. Years, it must be. It must how, be. How dare they to do this? Yeah. It's just outrageous. But here's, here's, here's um, yeah, uh, yeah, totally. But if that's the rule, then you have to adhere to the mm. rule, obviously. And I, yeah. I, I, I can't even begin to imagine what's that, what that's like. And any good parent mm. will put their kid before them. That's, that's what being a yeah. parent is about, is sacrificing. Mm. Um, but you do also have to be aware and take care of your own mental health and I, I just, mm. you know, if you go to, I've been to a new doctor's before. I'm seeing my new doctor on Wednesday, and I've mm-hmm. been to a new doctor before. And you think, ah, she's not as good as the last guy I had, and she's not even looking at me when I'm talking to her. You know, it yeah. could be, it, if you've got a really good doctor, it, it can be tricky to get that same relationship mm. with a new GP. And also, here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. You got to look at the. You got to take a step back and look at the picture and, and not just the mm-hmm. frame, right? You got to look yeah. at the whole movie and not just the one frame. Uh, this is mm-hmm. this is where you are at with your daughter now, who is ten years old, right? She just turned eleven. No, yeah, she just turned 10. eleven. Okay, she's fine. With me. Yeah. Well, when she turns fourteen, mm. she might change her mind about seeing you. When she turns twelve, yeah, she might change her mind. Sorry. 
I just miss her so much. I know you do. I know you do. But here's the thing. When she turns 12 or when she turns 16 or when she turns 18, she might completely change her mind and want to seek you out. So I'm not. I'm She's not... been seeing me and wanted to see me though, but I've chose not to see her since the court oh. case and what happened because I want the my lawyer to write to them with different things because they put so much pressure on us and I felt like my daughter needed that space. Are you legally allowed to see your daughter? Yeah, twice a week for two hours, but every time I see her, it hurts so bad when I leave. Right. It just it throws me back. And is, I'm not... is is um, okay? Remember, we were talking about putting our kids before us. Yeah. And I can't even begin to imagine the pain that that must be when you have to say goodbye. But, but, but. Mm. Is there not something... Yeah, of course it is. Is there not Mm. something... Again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just kicking ideas around. If you're allowed to see her twice a week for two hours Mm. each time... Mm. um, uh, Then do it. Yeah, but I'm worried that she doesn't want to see me, though. Has she said she doesn't? Has she said she doesn't want to see you? No, then but I'm just it. worried that she feels like she has to see me because I'm her mum, and I, I just then, I want her to then be do able it to. and have that conversation with her and say, "Look, um, have they say what you me. said. Say what you said to me. Say it to her. Saying, look, I don't well, want you to do. It, if you don't want to do this, you don't have to. I want you to be happy. You are everything to me. This breaks my heart. But um, you, you, in fact, don't even say that bit. But hmm. say what you said to me. Say, look, if you're if you're seeing me because you feel you have to and you feel guilty, then you don't have to. Yeah, but they don't let me say certain things like that, and they cut because it's supervised. And every time I go to say something, they, you know, they go say, "Oh, what's appropriate and what's not." And okay, well, I, I get that they've got they've got um, yeah. things. They won't in place even let me write her. to her. Okay, uh, legally, yeah. are you not allowed to write to her? Well, the lawyers. Well, obviously, the local authority because they got like the shared thing, didn't yeah. they? Like they had fifty something percent, and I had forty, whatever. You know, like basically, just had about just a little bit more than me. Okay, and then okay. she went on. But my barrister said things can change once they see that I'm well and stuff like that. See, but my, it, it was only because she said she wanted to stay where she was. All right, my, 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 well, there's ah, yeah, there's a difference though between mm. wanting to live in one place and mm. not wanting to see your mum. Those are two different things. Maybe she wants mm. to live in one, in this place because, and I'm just guessing, because it feels safe and it feels secure and it's stability, but she yeah. still wants to see her mum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I've sort of thought because it must have put the wind up when I wasn't well. But the thing is, so many people have, like, said different things to her. Yeah. And, you know, the local Don't... authority have not. Yeah. I don't feel like they've encouraged our relationship. And, well, then you need to encourage. Silly, you bust, you need to encourage it. For two and a half years. Yeah. You, know, you need I to encourage. Closing. You need to. If, if, if okay, maybe maybe the the, the council are saying bad things about you. I suspect mm. they're not, but I don't mm. know the situation, so maybe they are. But yeah. if, if, if even if they were discouraging her, then you need to show show willing and say, look, or, you know, not literally say it, but by being there, you are saying without using the words, look, people are, are giving me a shit time and they may be not, you know, trying to keep us apart, but I'm your mum yeah. and I'm here and it's three o'clock on a Tuesday and I'm here for two hours and we let's chat, let's mm. draw, let's colour, let's read, let's do whatever it is we're allowed to do because I love you yeah. and then I'll go and then I'll come and see you on Thursday at three o'clock and we'll do the same thing mm. and it, you know, and if you, if you can't make it one week because you want to go and hang out with your mates you know what that's up to you that's your choice but i'm here and i will be here at all these sessions that we're we're allowed to and let's see Mm. if we can't build um you know rebuild our relationship 
Well, thank you, Ian. Because you don't it's sound so nuts to me. You just know what to say, no, don't well, you? No, well, no, I'm just guessing. I but... was seeing it, though. I don't want you to think I'd just give up. I, I went, Good. like, to Fennell and everything, but it was only when the court case was uh, in the December, yeah. and it was so harrowing and such a mess, and I, you know, to be honest, if it wasn't for Wiltshire Police, I wouldn't be here, because then I got lost, Good. you know. At one point, I got lost, and they were... they. There was a police search for me at one point, and then, um, yeah, and the police... Well, you've, had, a, you've had an adventure. You've had a tough time, and you've not been well, yeah. and you, maybe you're still yeah. not well. Um, oh, no, but... I'm, I'm well now. I'm fine. It was, right. It's heartbreak. Well, then go I'm and, go and be well. there for your daughter four hours a week. Yeah, it's when you're heartbroken. Yeah. You know, there's, you know, people always try and pinpoint a situation. You're heartbroken or upset or angry. Let's pin- I wouldn't even be ashamed if I said I had a mental health problem now or whatever. I wouldn't be ashamed. But the fact is, it's the physical pain that, you know, some people can't live with pain when they even split up with their, their husband or their boyfriend or whatever, lose their job. It's it's the pain I can't deal with. No, people can do anything they like to me. Say whatever you want well, to, but when it's physical pain like then that... go and bask in the sunshine glory of your daughter's beautiful smile for four hours a week. <laughs> That's the best medicine, man. I can't believe it. <laughs> That's the best medicine. Oh, you just get the heartstrings here, don't you? Well, I don't know. It's You're just so lovely. Um, Keanu, listen, I've I got, I got to go. Give us a call later yeah. in the week if you want, OK? I'm glad we yeah, finally got to speak. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to be honest, really, because I didn't want to upset all, all of my friends and my followers and different things like that and just, like, shock them with all that stuff. But you're right, it's never the answer. And you just got to no. try and get through things best way you can. Yeah. And Honesty sometimes you've got to hit rock bottom to get better, you know? Yeah, you're right. Hey, listen, it's really nice to talk to you. I bet you're an amazing mum. And um, mm. go and rebuild that relationship, OK? And we'll speak Aww. soon. Yeah, thanks, Ian. Take, Take care, care, care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, what a nice lady. Gosh, she's had some adventures, isn't she? What a nice lady. Um, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough uh, It's tough being a grown-up. <laughs> it's tough. Um, Dredge, stay there. Uh, Giselle, stay there. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, oh, man. Um, sat, sat the boys this weekend. It, wasn't, it was a tough weekend because I was feeling lousy. I've been feeling very, very low. I'm, I'm putting on a smile today, but flipping it, man, it's been tough. And Sunday did not go well. Because the two projects I initiate, uh, initiated, yes, that doesn't feel right. But it, and yet it's so right. Um, both ended badly. Why? The first one was my sister gave me a crystal radio kit from the science museum for eight and up. She said, "Oh, you might want to do that with the boys." So I was like, "All right, we'll do it. We're doing it." Sunday we did it. And we got it out, and it started off quite well. And um, let me show you a picture of the. Uh, youngest whilst um let's phone i really have no because they like building stuff don't they they like building stuff don't they they really do but um whilst i was oh i haven't got the where's the oh that'd be, well, so i'm building stuff with the eldest and i turn around and that's the youngest oh okay that's not helpful is it <laughs> darth up. vader mask on. Got, he's found a darth vader mask right it's full darth vader and then he's waving a lightsaber so we're, we're building this crystal radio, and the first, like, four steps are easy. Step five, it suddenly gets insanely hard. Uh-huh. 
insanely hard. And I could see the youngest was in, the eldest was enjoying it. And then at step five, I could see him sort of glaze over a bit, and I'm having to take over and do it. Yeah, right. Which is and not the idea. We're there for about forty-five minutes, and, I, and the youngest had gone off to play Roblox. And I said, I said, dude, and he knew that I wasn't very well this weekend, so he was try, he was really trying to. Um, be good. <laughs> it's what he was trying to do. He's trying to be good because he knew that I was struggling a little bit, and um, but I don't. I, I really. I don't want them to feel they have to do stuff because I'm not feeling well for me. Because that's not. I don't want them to parent me because that's not what it's about. And I'm, I'm very clear on that. And I was saying, look, dude, listen. This is this is tricky. This is fiddly. If you want to go and play with your brother, you can go. He said, no, no, I'm going to stick with you. I said, dude, honestly. And then after about another ten minutes, I went. Here's the thing. Not only is this tricky. This is really, really boring. And he went, yeah. I said, said, mate, go and play with your brother. I'll do this. And when it's done, I'll call you back in and we'll we'll listen to the crystal radio. And he said, I don't want. I said, go go on. So he went on. He said, are you sure? Um, So I made it. So I made a crystal radio kit, right? And um, I reminded, actually, I made a crystal radio kit when I was was seven on my own. And you know the the thing that these two crystal radio kits had in common? They don't work? Couldn't get into (laughs) it. couldn't get either. I remember I remember first of all I remember the first one I made it's you had a wire for the aerial and a wire for the earth and right. I remember going out in the garden garden and putting the for the, the, earth, for the earth yeah but it didn't work and I'm there going an hour, over an hour I've spent building this piece of crap and it doesn't it doesn't work and the boys are a bit disappointed but I put it in the bin second thing see there's a reason why people don't build their own radios yes Second thing, we made cupcakes. Oh, yeah, you're excited about that. We made chocolate cupcakes, okay, and we were, eating, we're caning that chocolate cake mixture. Nom, 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 it's delicious. And I said, we've got to save some to put it in the cakes. And we put it in the cakes. Then while it's in the oven, we're making chocolate buttercream. In anticipation. Nom, 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 just caning it. I made like, but made sh- shed loads. I, I, we, we, had, we had five times the amount of buttercream that we needed, right? And then I took the cakes out after 20 minutes. That well, They hadn't risen... And they were burnt. They were burnt. The oven was too hot, I think. is the, I think that's what that is, because that oven gets hot. I should have used there's a cake oven in one. I've got an arga. I've got no idea how to use it. I should have gone for that. There's a cake one. One of those underneath is a cake one. I don't know what the difference is. Don't look at me. But Because it, it, that oven gets hot. I followed the instructions perfectly, yeah. but it gets, it gets a lot hotter. And so the cakes were ruined, and the crystal radio was ruined. Ah. So that, so that was lousy. It was lousy dredge. Well, what is the difference between a normal radio and a crystal radio? Crystal radio, you don't need batteries. Don't you? No, you don't need any power for it. No. Crystal radio, it's, uh, it's called a crystal because you have a, a diode that is used... I know, because I read, I read the boring history bit at the start, thinking this would be a fun project. You have a diode that um, uh, captures... That and the coil, Just it's powered purely by the radio signals themselves you don't need you know so it's before like people have plugs and stuff so then i'm on ebay looking at buying a crystal radio. this is how nuts i am buying a crystal radio i didn't but i did put a bid in for a cb what huh? a cb yes i did mate. <laughs> really up with the times yes mate. breaker breaker one nine etc yeah um so it was that's it, a great idea get some cbs going well i do you know i every 10 every five to eight years in my since being a professional broadcaster i will buy a cb realize nobody's listening and i will throw it away about two years later and 
I bought one um, with 11 o'clock show money, and I lived in a nice house, tap for towers, and I bought a big aerial. And I shoved in it, like, big aerial, like a 12-foot aerial. I didn't want to pay to get it put on the roof, so I just shoved it out the window, and I got some cab drivers and a racist trucker. Then I got rid of that when we moved, and then I bought um, a a handheld about six years ago and couldn't get anyone on it and chucked it away. And now now I've put put in bids for exactly the same handheld, a Midland 42. It's probably actually the same set. It could be, man. But here's the you thing. The... Here's the thing that did blow. Oh, and it, it, actually, it was lousy parenting because I let them play too many video games because I just wasn't up for moving. And I showed them Once Upon a Deadpool, which is the the children's. Have you seen it? The one with Fred Savage. The children's version of Deadpool. By the way, Fred Savage, The Wonder Years. Yeah. 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 You know it, Dredge. Yeah. What a handsome man he's turned into. Doesn't look anything like Fred Savage though. <laughs> Doesn't look anything like him. <laughs> But he's handsome. This is, a, this, is, this is a children's version of a Clint Eastwood film. No, not the, the Clint Eastwood Deadpool. The Ryan Reynolds, very sweary superhero. And I found out that it was on Amazon. So I said to the boys, all right, have you found Fred Savage? Yeah, I used to really fancy it him. It doesn't look like him, though, does it? I think he still looks like Fred Savage. But let me see a picture of him, because I think you're looking at the wrong guy. Yeah, that's him. He looks more like my ex-brother-in-law. Does he? Um, so, does, but so this, so Deadpool is a very, very sweary f bomb, s bomb, breaks the fourth wall a lot, um, yeah. sexual, sexual movie, right? But they've made yeah. this version dredge for kids, right? Oh, great! <laughs> so I thought, so I put it on, right? And it's intercut with with Fred Savage as his character from um, Princess Bride, right? okay? And that those bits are very funny. Mm-hmm. Did he say, is this a kissing book? No, right, there's a bit where they're kissing and it cuts back to Deadpool reading, and Deadpool's going, go on, say it. <laughs> say what? Say it. What, is this a kissing thing? Because, no, because I was 12 then, and I was in my, and actually I think kissing is quite a nice, intimate thing, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> it's funny, but, it's funny, but, it's still really, really sweary. All the F-bombs are gone, but there's about... 50 S-bombs in there. And every my boys do this funny thing, Dredge. Every time they hear a swear word, they go, oh, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so every every S-bomb, they just look at each other and go, oh, here it goes. <laughs> I don't know where it's from, but they do that. It was not a kid's film. And 20 minutes into it, I was thinking, this is not a kid's film, but uh, I'm too far into it now to do it so so we watched it which is probably pretty pretty poor basically i was i've been a terrible dad this weekend i got taught them how to roll a, a joint did you yeah i taught them how to roll a spliff i didn't i didn't <laughs> but it was lousy parenting dredge have you ever seen the uh, family version of the godfather it is still a 15 no i haven't seen the family version of the, of the godfather it does exist and wow. uh, when Instead of uh, the the horse's head being in the bed, I don't know if you know the film. I've, I know the I know the movies. Classic. Instead movies. of instead of the horse's head being in the bed, it's it's just a hobby horse's head. Shut up. I'm joking. But there you, is you, actually um, there is a family film. There is a family version of The Godfather. There is a version. I, there is a chronological version of The Godfather where it's all the the first two films edited chronologically. Oh yeah, and does it work? No, of course not. So all the flashbacks are put in the order of when uh, they would actually be historically. When, when are you going to do the uh, the Rabbit Hole Film Club of uh, the Robert De Niro King of Comedy? That's what I want to know. Robert De Niro's waiting. Yeah, that's not a bad show, is it? Uh, no, it's too <laughs> long. I, I wouldn't do it. Too long. Too long. Well, too you can l- show the first half. Uh, yeah, not doing it. I've, I've got. Do you know what? I'm going to email Dan McGrath tomorrow about possibly trying to get the Magic Christian in with Joe McGrath in April. 
See if there's any dates wow. you can do. That's the plan. So screen the Magic Christian and, and, and Joe comes in and talks about it afterwards. That sounds amazing. Yeah. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the uh, reason I phoned in... Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I made Vic Reeves laugh the other day. Oh, you made the laughter make a laugh. We love it when that, that happens. Tell us tell us yeah. what you did. I went down to... Um, there was an art exhibition he was doing in Kent. And I went down there and... I don't know, I didn't really expect to see him. Well, no, you <laughs> did, because you told me the other day about you went to an art exhibition expecting to see him, and instead you had to you, you got beaten up in an alleyway or something. I wasn't really paying attention <laughs> to your email. Yeah, that is what happened. Yes. But um, well, after that, I thought, well, I'll, I'll just give it one more go. And, uh, yeah, he was there in a very, very small room, a very, very small crowded room. Yeah. And... Uh, he was looking a bit perturbed, not not surprisingly, because he was, you know, being crowded yeah. by all these strange people. And uh, anyway, I said to him, um, he was wearing a, a vintage sort of pop badge of some sort. Oh, yeah. I said, uh, what's the badge? He said, uh, it's the best of bread. I said, well, that is nice to eat. I didn't think that was particularly funny, but he started what? laughing at this. What? Gosh. And, uh, <laughs> well, that is nice having, to... and then he had this photo shoot. Yeah. He was having a photo shoot, and he started laughing during this photo shoot. So people were looking at me like I'd ruined this photo shoot. Oh God! He was still anyway, laughing. He was, at, he was still laughing at the "Well, it is nice laughing, to eat" line. Still laughing at a not particularly good line. Yeah. Houses. And, and he has gone downhill. Maybe he was laughing at the, you having the sheer audacity. Yes, that could have been. It. I'm going to say won't. something now, and please take it in Here the spirit that I'm uh, going to offer it. Oh, I'm offended already. Don't Here be. I think you've no, just got I'm... a naturally very funny face, and that's probably what came across. Thank you. Well, uh, you know, I like to think so. I like to think so. Did you have your satchel as well? But it was in view. Beautiful. Yeah, that's what that, that's what people like. Here we go. Here's a fun thing. So I played that song "Va Va Voom, earlier on. I don't know if you heard it. Oh yeah, it's a good song, did, right? Yeah. Well, then the next song that's popped up on my YouTube is called is by Crackers and it's called Judy Judy Judy. Should we have a listen to it? I've got no idea what this is. It's got to be a Cary Grant thing, hasn't it? Already, this is my favourite song of all time ever. This is going to be a classic. Here we go. Right. Here we go. Hang on. Here we go. That's a bit rubbish, actually. Um, anything else, Dredge? Loads. Thanks very much for your call. He's a man of mystery. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Cha-cha-cha. 
03444991000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Giselle. Good evening, Giselle. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Giselle. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Have you got your um, tickets or are you buying tickets on the door? <laughs> uh, definitely on the door. Well, um, then I'm afraid the £10 ticket, if you'd bought it in advance, is now £15, uh, please. Plus, you mm. have to pay a £2 membership. So £17. Excellent. Per, per person. You do not get a badge, but we uh, will stamp your hand with Catherine's foot. In fact, I've run out of stamping, so I'm just going to draw on your hand and it will be a crying cactus. She's going to draw a, ca- a crying cactus with the only... We've run out of pens, so it'll have to be with a tattoo gun. Oh, dear. <laughs> hope that's acceptable. <laughs> we've run out of pens, so it'll have to be a tattoo this gun. This is actually the worst nightclub in the world. Yeah, but pe- people still want to come. Never like cactuses anyway. Oh, well, that's... that's why it's crying. <laughs> Welcome. That's that's the fun scene to one side and scene. <laughs> and now we move to the point of Giselle's call. How, how are you doing, Giselle? You weren't doing great the other week. How's how's things today? It's none of your business. Yay! <laughs> Donald, where's your cruisers? <laughs> yes, man. High fiving on behalf of Giselle, although we we kind of just missed that high five, <laughs> but we, we we carried on. It was more high, two and a half. <laughs> My hand's too sore from the tattoo gun. Yeah, there we go. You you be see. careful with all that. All right, all right. Uh, what can we? Just reading a tweet, text. What can we do for thee? I have I have no agenda actually. I was just seeing how you were. Uh, you know, no, it's, it's, you're not great. You know. No, yeah, me neither. Uh, yeah, not great. Yeah, it sucks. I feel like I I have reason to be irritated at basically people not doing their jobs properly, but I have no energy to be irritated at them. I'm just like, ugh. God, you are poorly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know that if I can't be irritated at people, uh, then something is seriously wrong. Yeah, I know, right? Who's who's uh, who's irrit- who's who should you be irritated by that you haven't got the energy to be irritated by? Uh, basically, some people I'm trying to get some records from to uh, speak to my legal team about being able to work, and consequently, they can't can't communicate with each other. So they've emailed me going, uh, "Were you known at a different?" by a different name at that time and I'm like you know if you read three emails back uh, I actually explained all this I was uh, like oh, I'll do your job properly come on jeez you know uh, do, you, but, uh, do you know what you've just reminded me I've got to email um, the insurance company to get the money that they owe me I've got to email them my bank details um, <laughs> that, 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 I've just reminded of bureaucracy 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 yeah, there's an extra U in there but that. it's fine it's bureaucracy cool. no that feels right to me, Giselle. Bureaucracy. I think you're undermining bureaucracy. Bureau, bureaucracy. <laughs> no. Bureaucrat. Bureaucracy. Bureaucratical. Something like that. Bureaucracy uh-huh. is the thing that I hate the most, and it's companies and councils and organisations and governments, and no one can speak to. It's a different department. You'll have to. No, but yeah, but it's the same company. <laughs> You're, it may be a different department, but you're closer to it than I am. I'm just a, I'm just a person at home on the phone trying to make my way through life. God's sakes! I have to speak to my legal team that have to speak to 
immigration. But if I complete an application form and I get the positive answer, immigration don't actually talk to the Home Office. But without the evidence from immigration, then the Home Office can't do well, what it is I need them to do. And it's just like nobody talks to each well, other. It's, just, it's, a, it's a bureaucratic nightmare. That's a different thing. She says it probably. That's the thing. It's a different thing. We have got, as you know, Giselle, I feel very firm believe that we have got too many immigrants in the country at the moment. So actually... <laughs> if in doubt, chuck them out. Ex- that's, a, that's a great philosophy. And that's going to be the motto of this show <laughs> from now on as we head into a bold, brave, new post-Brexit Britain. If in doubt, Catherine... Chuck them out. Here we go. <laughs> I was born in London, I'll have you know. Get out. That's what they all say. Yeah, exactly. Like that. It's like <laughs> that rapper... <laughs> That rapper who's been he... a, he's been arrested. All his rap songs are like about growing up in Atlanta and yeah. stuff like that. But he's from London. Mm-hmm. Have you heard this? No. It's called got, Ice. He's got picked up by the Ice. He's not called Ice. He's, he's not called Ice. He's not. No, he's not he's the called 60... something twenty-one. Oh, he's not the sixty-nine guy because the sixty-nine guy's been done for um, batter, assault and battery. No, let me find the out. The YouTuber's been done for child pornography. Yeah. But the the twenty-one has been done because he all his songs are about hey, I grew up in Atlanta and my mama would tell me off. Twenty-one Savage. That's it. But he's from he's from like um, Dalston or something. So, so Giselle, fraud or something. Right? I don't know if lying in a rap song is <laughs> lying in a rap song. I don't know if lying in a rap song is actually punishable. There's quite a lot of boasting in rap songs. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe any of that stuff. I'm not. Conv- I think a lot of rap is hyperbole. Oh. If uh, if I happen to uh, be truthful to you, which I like to be, Giselle, I think a lot of it is made up shenanigans and showing off just to get girls. Ooh. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not hanging out by high schools, it'll be good. Exactly. Oh, oh don't we know that? Don't we know that, mm-hmm. Mr. Richard Kelly. Robert Kelly. Richard Kelly is completely innocent. Sorry, Richard. Um, Giselle, <laughs> I'm going to cut you off now. Uh, uh, before oh. she was going to get a little line in on me. I'm not having that. You know what she's like. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Just texting um, Jake's manager, Natasha, it's also his wife, uh, see about them coming on, because uh, that'd be exciting. He's caught up in this whole Pledge Music thing. Pledge Music is a website that musicians use to say, look, we want to make an album, we need £10,000 to do it, uh, and you know we haven't got a record deal, so we want the fans to pay for it. And if you if you pledge twelve pounds, you get a signed CD. If you pledge twenty five pounds, you get an album. And if you pledge, uh, you know, a hundred pounds, you get a ticket to a secret gig. And if you pledge a thousand pounds, we'll come and do a gig in your living room. It's one of those kind of right, deals. And uh, but pledge music, it looks like it's going bust, man. It's not looking great for a lot of the artists. And I, I think Imani did her last studio album, not the one I'm selling, but she did a studio album through it. Neil Innes, I think, is doing an album through pledge and I, I think i pledge 50 quid for that because you get for 50 quid handwritten lyrics to any one of his songs double back alley by the ruttles please neil at your at your leisure thank you very much indeed that'll look nice framed up your, on the wall in your nicest handwriting mm. do it tidy please neil i want that on the wall in a nice little frame next to me geek love by narina thank you very much indeed um so anyway I, i've just texted and, and hopefully jake will come on in the next week or two tomorrow night robbie vincent is going is coming in, which I'm, um, it, it, which I'm looking forward to. Big fan, so that'd be cool. Saturday, one good parenting thing I did do this weekend. We went swimming. There's a swimming pool near us, and between one and two on Saturday, it's family swim, which means they chuck in a load of balls and floats into the. It's like, um, what did they used to say at the end of it's a knockout? You don't even remember it's a knockout, I, do you? Yeah, I do. It was yeah. obstacle courses for kids, and then they'd have the last round was in the pool. Was it, was it it's a knockout? Was it not? We are the champions or something? We are the champions, thank you. Everybody in or something, wasn't it? It's, it's, um, there's only one way I, to find I vaguely it. remember it. I remember we it's a knockout. That was the big in, big inflatable outfit. No, we, we don't mention it's a knockout. It was hosted by a nonce. Oh, yeah. Obvious. We are the champions. Kids show ending. Um... Oh, let's just bring it up. Here we go. Here we go. Here, we are the champions. 1985 at Hextable School. Here we go. It's uh, it's 25 minutes long, so we may have to watch the whole thing. It was like just sports for kids, but not proper sports. It's like sports day, but more fun. I know. Well, there's videos of adults doing karate. Ron Pickering, of course. A lovely place. Uh, I used to live just a few miles up the road there. It's lovely. Jason Bennett. I didn't really like sports day, so I didn't really like this. I used to like this. There's some kids carrying some inflatable tyres, jumping through hoops. Literally jumping through hoops. All right, let's get to the bit where everyone's allowed. 
You're saying into the pool? In you go or something, wasn't it? ...will get transferred to our master scoreboard to see whether they make the semi-finals or the finals of We Are The Champions, which will be held in... ...and wishing you the best of luck in the athletic Thanks season. Much. Thanks. Great Smashing day. day. OK. Now, where are we next week? We're in Magrafelt in County Londonderry. Our the best celebrity then will be Martin O'Neill, that lovely soccer player for Northern Ireland and Notts County. Meanwhile, there are just three words left for our competitors who are waiting on the bank. That is, away you go! Away you go. I jump in the pool. So we did that. Um, so we just went swimming. And it's great. It's a tiny little pool, right? There was no one there. For the first 20 minutes, it was us and three other people who were right at the other end. Like, uh, and then the, it got a little bit busy. There was no one there. We had the pool to ourselves. It was luxury. And then Saturday night, I took the boys to see... Um, well, I, I'd, I would call it a pop concert because I'm quite old. But um, it's one of those... Um, the, the DJs. I took All them right. to see a superstar. took the two boys, seven and nine-year-old, to see a superstar DJ. One, this isn't even a joke. One of the biggest... We went to a gig, uh, and this is a fact. There were over a million people at this gig on Saturday night. That's right. I took them to see DJ Marshmallowhead, who was streaming live on Fortnite. It was on Fortnite, but we were still there at the gig. Yay. Did you not see it, Sam? It was a gig. There was, there was a DJ called DJ Marshmallowhead, and he has a marshmallow as a head. He's a real superstar DJ. And my eldest was going, oh, there's, there's, there's like a live event at tonight on Fortnite. And so I looked into it. I said, oh, it's at 7 o'clock. I said, well, look, we'll, 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 we'll do it. We'll watch it. So he's playing Fortnite, and you had to go to Central... What's, what's the park called in Fortnite? Anyone? Central Park? Palisades? Let's say it's called Palisades Park. I don't know what it's called, but we'll call it Palisades Park. And um, so you, so you, everyone had to be at Palisades Park at seven o'clock at night, right? And um, then they couldn't. Then suddenly at seven o'clock, you couldn't kill anyone anymore. And DJ Marshmallowhead comes out. Hey, hey, Fortnite, how you doing? Are you ready for some music? Here we go! And then he's DJ Marshmallowhead stood up on this stage at Palisades Park in Fortnite. And he's playing, like, records and stuff. And it goes all psychedelic visuals. And then there was one bit where everybody just started floating up in the air. And there were, like, giant um, uh, hologram robots, like, dancing and stuff. And uh, on Fortnite, of course, you can click buttons. You can do dances. So everybody's just there, like, doing all these... Flossing. Doing all the floss. No one flosses anymore. I thought the floss came from Fortnite. Well, no, no. Didn't it? No, no, no. Yeah. It did. No, no, yeah, it no. Did. Well, actually, no, it didn't. The floss came was before they made it popular. Okay, okay. the floss came before Fortnite. So thanks very much indeed. Can you do it yet? Uh, uh, very, very slowly. If I really, really concentrate and there's no one else around, it's the best way. So everyone's dancing. A te- there was a ten-minute concert by DJ Marshmallowhead. It was uh, honestly, it was so. I said, so "Give me that controller, boy. We're turning this up. We had it up loud. He was loving it." He mm-hmm. was absolutely loving it. It was it was a gas, man. And I really a- enjoyed it. And then after the ten minutes, um, everyone went back to battering. Everyone each other. went back to killing. <laughs> everyone went back to killing. Ah, oh, lovely. It, but it, honestly, it was it was brilliant, and it got me thinking. This is the future. This is the future of live entertainment. It will be within the. Vi- it will be within a video game. 
It'll be within a video game. It won't be... Because I've seen concerts where you... Like, live-streamed concerts and stuff, where you can log on and you look... Oh, it's boring, right? Okay, fine, yeah, whatever. And th- th- we all know about the Gorillaz, the um, Damon Albarn's band. The Gorillaz. Uh, Damon Albarn's band. The Gorillaz. Damon Albarn's Damon Albarn's band. The Gorillaz. Um, and they're like cartoons. So this is like... Getting the it's like the first thing I said, and I forgot what it was. Plus, Damon Albarn's band, the Gorillas, and it's like making it so you're in a game, Nothing's and there's real. a concert happening in front of you. And he must have been doing it live. He must have been in like Fortnite headquarters, which I think are in Warwickshire, doing it live. And everyone was like, "Yeah," and everyone was loving it and was dancing and was boogieing on deck. It was great. It was a great vibe. I'm surprised you weren't there, Sam. You're a young guy. Oh, maybe not as simple as you'd like to think, think you are. I think it was an I actual was event with real people. Was he spinning? Mate, I was there. Was no, no, Did no. Did he put a CD on? No. Screw you, Grandma. Up, up yours, um, uh, Florence Nightingale. Uh, get lost, Queen Victoria. Wow. It was a. This was a real live event with people. There, why are you backing away from it? Because me? you're doing the explaining hand and it's very claw like. Well, no, I, it, honestly, it was a real it's live. Scooped with your facts. It was a real live event with real people there. Very it, nice. And, and, and do you know what? Go on. Do you know what? The beer wasn't uh, £4.50 a pint. I don't know if that is good or bad value for beer. Mm. I haven't bought a beer for quite a long time. The beer wasn't £4.50 a pint. Is that good value? That I don't sounds, know. I don't buy beer. That because beer to me, when I stopped buying beer, it was like one pound eighty a pint. But yeah. maybe four fifty is like cheap because fags are like like twelve quid a packet. Well, well expensive, yeah. So maybe well, four pound fifty, Sam. Is that about average? Is it? Is that London Flip prices it. though. That's London prices though. Flipping one, flipping No, the beer that I sold my boys was five pound a pint. But don't worry, they weren't going to get drunk. I watered it down quite heavily. Um. Can I read you a bit? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So I finished this Kenny Rogers book, right? Uh, uh, let me. Uh, and does he? <laughs> don't be a dick. He does when he's fifty-five. Get he um, hooks up with a twenty-six-year-old. That's his. That's Did his, he get? No, he's not. That's his. That's his wife. Now they're married. They've been married for a long time. It's his fifth wife. Um, I, I can talk. Um, let me find this thing. You know that he started a chicken. Fried chicken restaurant, Kenny no. Kenny Rogers Roosters. Oh, I just realised that sounds rude. <laughs> you shouldn't do that either. Kenny Rogers Roosters, does he? Um, let me find the. He, a, he does the most. Um, he he does the most irresponsible Christmas show that I've ever heard in my life. Kenny Rogers Christmas. <laughs> well, here we go. I mean, there's a world of possibilities. Let me find Isn't it. Isn't there? <laughs> um, oh, dear. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Let me find this. This is going to be worth it. Hit the ads. I'm going to find you something good in a minute. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I knew I should have... Uh, folded the the page on the bit that I wanted but um I thought oh no I'll 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 find it it's the bit where it's f- oh here we go here we go here we go found it right let's uh, let me get some appropriate um uh, there we go let's get uh, 
There we go. Let's get some appropriate music going on in the background here. 0344. George Stater, come to me. 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. So, ow. Uh, okay, right. So he does, he does these Christmas shows, right? Every year at Christmas time, he does these shows where it's like his Christmas songs mm-hmm. that he does. But he makes it into, into a bigger and bigger production each time. Um, Kelly, I don't know who that is, I don't remember. Kelly had another idea for involving the local towns that we would be in. Why not have... This is like Christmas shows, right? <laughs> so, so good. Why not have puppies in our show? So he's got, like, kids. Not Kenny Rogers' puppies. Why not have puppies in our show? That joke doesn't work as well as you think it It does, does. actually. It doesn't. He reasoned each year parents went out and bought their kids puppies for Christmas. Why not do some good and contact the local Humane Society and have them provide us with puppies that could be adopted? The puppies would fly onto the stage in a wrapped Christmas present and land under a tree. Oh, God. The kids would then unwrap the gift and cuddle up with the puppy. It all worked just as planned. It all worked just as planned. That is, until unfortunately, someone forgot to walk a puppy. When we opened the box... I'm doing Kenny Rogers, by the way, although you shouldn't let me tell you that. When we opened the box... Nowhere to fold him. Nowhere to walk away. And nowhere to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. And when the dealing is done, <laughs> the kids would then unwrap the gift and cuddle up with the puppy. It all worked just as planned. That is, until unfortunately, someone forgot to walk a puppy. <laughs> unfortunately. This really hurts my throat. <coughs> I'm only doing it for a minute. He's been doing it for 82 years. Mm-hmm. When we opened the box, the smell was not pleasant. And kids scattered everywhere. <laughs> Nobody on stage tried to hide his or her reaction to the accident. Ah, live production. It doesn't get any better than that. But we did do some good. In one city alone, 50 puppies adopted were adopted by people in our, in our audience. That was pretty impressive. So he's <coughs> he's doing a live show. No when to fold him, no when to walk away, you know when to run, you never count your money. <laughs> when you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting, when the deal ends done. So we know when to hold him, I know when to fold him, I know when to walk away, I know when to run. You never count your money When you're sitting at the table There'll be time enough for counting When the deal is done So he's basically No shit When to hold him No when to fold him No when to walk away And no when to run you never count your money. Basically, he's given. You know, um, you know the, the song Ruby, don't you? Yeah, don't take your love to town. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a great song. He's given away dogs in his shows. How can how can that possibly be a good thing? You've painted up your lips and rolled and curled your tinted hair. Yeah. 
That old crazy Asian war. He's, had, he's been blown off, hasn't he? He's had his legs blown off. Yeah, excuse he, me. He's had it shot off. He's had his legs blown off, and she's going off and blowing off the town. Then he kills her. Does he? Yeah, he kills her. Let's just, let's just check that fact. I don't want to libel him, but I think so. Don't take your love to town. Here we go. Oh, God's sakes, turn around. Think he, he... No. No. Oh, he threatens her. And if I can move, I'd get my gun and put her in the ground. Oh, there we go. That's not very nice, is it? <laughs> Luckily, he cannot move. He cannot get his gun. She, Ruby has sensibly made sure the gun is in a, in a room that he cannot access. Or maybe it's in the same room, but it's up on a shelf that he cannot reach. And so she is now going out on the razzle, and there's nothing he can do. Matt says, do you remember P.S. Home? There were various attempts at live showings of films, DJ sets, etc. within that. But it was just a pervert's paradise closed down years ago. Now, I do not remember that. Um, but thank you. Oh, by the way. Right. Manchester. Tickets have slowed up a bit. Come on, guys. You've, what, you've... what made you think of Manchester? Pervert's paradise? Yes. Um, tickets have slowed down a bit. So, come on. Uh, ianlee.com slash event. Also the place to go for tickets for Luton and Brighton. I have just been sent this evening a list of potential dates for Belfast. Oh. So I'll, I'll get those over to you when I feel up to it, and uh, we'll come up with a date and go over to Belfast, man. And I uh, will do the show in the Belfast. Do I'm doing the Irish accent. God. We're going to Belfast, and also coming to Glasgow, and then that's going to be enough, because I'm bored of... I'm bored of doing emails. I'm bored of doing emails to people and having to sell sell stuff, so... So that's the end of that. It, it's a, it's just you do the flipping emails. Hey, I'm not saying I'm not criticising you. I think it's excellent that you do the admin. I'm just I'm just so not in the mood for emailing people and chasing people and coming up with dates and then going, hey, come and buy tickets for our show. When really inside, I just want to jump off a bridge. I did I did want to jump off a bridge a couple of weeks ago. Just don't feel I don't feel the vibe of organising stuff and selling shows, doing this tonight. Flipping it, man. This is hard work. It sounds like I'm all right, but this is torture, man. This is torture. This shouldn't be torture. This job. This job should be. Uh, this job should be uh, should be fun, shouldn't it? it? Should be a. It should be a. Should be a fun job. Oh. If I could move, I'd get my gun and put her in the ground. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Pardon? I don't think he's very nice. <laughs> I'm surprised you want to put a lipstick on and go out he's dancing. A, he's a war veteran. Well, he's not. a war veteran um, who has needs. I'm yeah. guessing his hands don't work Vi- either. Violent tendencies. He's, tra- he's a trained killing machine. You can't yeah. judge. You've got a real problem with, with our British military, and, and shame on you for that. I haven't. Yes, you have. I went out with one yesterday. Sorry? Mm-hmm. Wow. My brother-in-law. Does family your, do. Does your husband know? <laughs> he was there too. Wow. You, you guys are crazy. Let's go to George. Good evening, George. 
Good evening. Got an Albert to mine here. Just, Your know. first hour was fun. I, 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 He's good, Jim Bob, isn't he? I enjoyed it, and then the second hour, unfortunately, I missed most of it. My phone kept cutting out. Did, oh. did you did you get to play the This Is The Sea song? We didn't get to play it. Oh. No. Shame. Unlucky. Never thank you for thinking of me, and thank you for suggesting songs that might help. Yeah, no, no, it'd be, it'd be lovely to hear, hear it later, maybe. Just uh, be nice to compile a, a top ten of pick-me-up songs. would maybe be a nice thing to do in the future sometime. And there's so much synchronicity this evening. I, I didn't know that you were sort of pally with John Ronson. I I, no. I, I, I know John. Of course and, you do. And, well, of course I do. It's, it's, uh, and they've got a very nice tape with him on it and James <laughs> Whale. It's, it's a cl- classic bit of tape. Classic. And uh, Robbie Vincent tomorrow. Did, did, did you get to listen to that? Do you know what, uh, George? I, I, I've been, apart from when I, I had my boys, I've been unable to get a bed. Here's the thing. Do you know what? Uh, I, I had a shower today. It was the first shower I've had since Friday. Honestly, the last few days, just I just I just couldn't see any point. So so no, no. But there's just a, a bit that would fit in so well tomorrow. Okay. And, and, and it's unlikely uh, I'm going to get a chance to do it for tomorrow. I'm afraid. I'm sorry, man. Okay, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's not the only shame in life. But uh, <laughs> do, you, do you know of a writer called Ian Marchant? I don't think so. I don't think that no. name rings a bell. I think I think you would like his his books. Uh, there's all sorts of synchronicity in my mind going on with Ian's and and John's and and uh, sort of yeah. If you check Ian Marchant, I think you might in, in, enjoy his writing. He 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 was a guy I met at Glastonbury and uh, and. Uh, um, and I'm sorry our conversation came to an end before I could make a rainbow connection. I I, I wanted to do Jim Bob, an odd job, and Ian Mob. What? And I was trying to make a connection between the, the three of us and and, uh, and involve us all in something wonderful. Yeah. But, we, we are involved in something wonderful. We're involved in the death throes of this show. No. Could, do, do, do you think you could get my telephone number to Jim Bob? Uh, no. Uh, why? Because I don't want to um, put any pressure on my guests, and I, I, it would be—I think it would be improper for me to say to a guest, "Hey, by the way, here's a phone number of a guy that calls the show." I just think it would be improper and unprofessional. So, no. How strange. No, it's not. No, it's not strange. It's good manners. It's good manners. I'm not in any way going to impose anything on any Why of my guests. Why are you imposing anything? Because it's 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 a suggestion of someone wanting something from someone. So no, I'm not going to give him your phone number. It's obviously it's a rude thing to do. Here's the thing. He's on Twitter. Tweet him. I I don't use Twitter. Right. Fine. Well, don't don't use me as your go. I think it's rude for me to to invite a guest in for an hour uh, yeah. and, and pick their brains and get an hour of free entertainment out of them, and then afterwards say, by the way. His, you know that guy you spoke to, he wants me to pass on a phone number. I do think it's rude, Well, George. we had a bit of conversation, and there was a bit of synchronicity with oh, the radio uh, it's not, tape. It's, it's not, I'm not, I'm not doing it, man. I'm not passing your number on. 
Okay, I, I find it strange. I find it strange that you don't see how how that could be considered rude and Im- imposing on someone. I find that strange. So I guess we're just going to find different things strange. I, I would think very few people would agree with your point of view. I think Ian. I think I think more people would. This is the thing about points of view: is we all think people will agree with our points of view. Um, I'm not doing it. Full stop. Next. Next. <laughs> um. Next, play the song, please. Right, not playing that. Any other, anything else that we, that you, you know, any conversation you want to have, or do you just want me to to pass on your phone number I, I, to I, strangers I, or play a song? Which I, which, which, I, which is it? I, I think Sunday night, uh, Russell Brand's going to be on this station, isn't he? Uh, I have no idea on Howard Hughes. No, before before Howard Hughes program. Uh, Bob Mills, poss- I don't know, but possibly I don't know. It, I think I might come in and try and reconnect with Russell. It'll be pre-recorded. Oh, will it? I'm guessing if it's, if they got Russell, if Bob's got Russell Brand, I'm guessing it'll be pre-recorded. Ah, oh, you're probably right. Then I won't bother to come in to confront him because we haven't spoken for many years. Just I was... tweet him. Get on Twitter and tweet him. I don't. I don't know how to tweet. I guess you do, you muppet. Get on Twitter I and tweet him. I honestly don't know how well, to go- tweet. Google how to tweet. <laughs> it will tell you that it's easy. Is it? Yes, mate. You set up a Twitter account. You've got a Twitter account, haven't you? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, just you set up a Twitter account, and then you just you just at people. You type in their Twitter handle with the symbol at before it, and then it sends a message to them. It's that simple. I still want us to be this trinity. Okay. Jim Bob, Odd Job, and Ian Mob. Okay. I think right. we can, we okay. can make big, right. big news. I think we can make zero news. But it's nice to talk to you, George, as always. Thank you, mate. Love. Bye. <laughs> so you get wound up. I don't get wound up anymore. Well, I was not involved with me in his plans anymore, so that's fine. He didn't talk to you. It's fine. Problem with women or with you? Probably both, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, um... That's that's cool. Yeah, I don't get I don't get wound up uh, anymore. It's just I, I just find it frustrating. It's the same problem every time. I find it funny now. At the moment, that that I'm sure it will um, shift at some point. But uh, yeah, I'm finding it funny. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. I might have to go back on Twitter to sell some of these tickets because Manchester's just stopped dead. So we might do that. I don't know. Oh, God! This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh, get rid of that music, because I've, I've got to play this. I'm reminded of something that happened at the weekend. Right, so we, we, me and the boys are sat in the living room, right? And then I hear a clatter in the kitchen. Oh. Right. It's not the cats. The cats aren't there. So I walk out into the kitchen and think, what the... And then, so the the door from the living room to the kitchen is the fridge on the left. There, in the middle of the floor, should have brought it in, was an egg-shaped picture, painting, of a pair of eyes. Oh. Just there in the middle of the floor. I looked up, nothing. Looked at the fridge, nothing there. It had fallen. There's a word for it. Ghost people will know this. I can't think what it is. But there is a word for it. When things 
just fall out of thin air and land on the floor. There's a word for it. 0344 499 1000 if you know it. Is it materialisation? Could be. I thought it was something like transmogography. But it, it isn't that. But it's that kind of... Isn't it transmogography? Google transmography. Because if that's it... I think it's transmography. Okay, let me have a look. <laughs> yes, mate. Yes. to trans- No, that's to transform. Ooh. Read to transmography. What does it mean? It means... To change or alter greatly and often with grotesque and or humorous effect. Okay. Well, this wasn't humorous. This scared the hell out of us. Okay. Well, anyway. So this thing... You haven't got one of those in your... About an inch. Big. Thick. Wow. And it... Is it a frame thing? No, it's like a sort of... It, no, it's like a sort like of... Like a tile. I'm going to bring it in tomorrow. What's that? Fell just from nowhere. From nowhere. It just landed in the middle of the kitchen floor. Wow! And it just stops there. I, f- I forgot it just stops there, but that's um, yeah, that happened, man. That was freaky shiz. Uh, that's weird. Uh, it, it, you say it's a painting? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like on like clay or something, pottery. Ooh. It's weird. It looks like it's made by a dead Victorian child. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's kind of... um, Yeah, that's kind of uh, where I'm at with it. Freaky, huh? That is weird. Yeah. That is very weird. Proper freaky. Proper freaky. Because there's no way... That area of the kitchen you're talking about, there's nowhere for it to fall from that it wouldn't break. No. And also, you didn't own that thing. It was. It, it has to have been dropped by a dead Victorian child. It has to have I been. Think. I cannot. It's Occam's razor. I cannot. I've been through every other option, and th- there is nothing there. And me and my kids just stood there. Well, the youngest, the eldest, is playing Fortnite. Just stood there looking at, it, going, "What well, this is?" And then I had. Then I, I had to kind of play it cool because I didn't want to scare the kids because they think the house is haunted anyway. And then we got actual evidence that this is what's what's happened. So I had to go. Ah oh, well. These things, these things happen. These things happen. Weird, spooky faces on egg-shaped um, bits of clay drop drop from the from the sky without breaking, though. Yeah, they're weird. It was freaky. Um, I mentioned um, that I'd found some good um, podcasts. Right. Well, I've only found two actually. Because um, I'm bored of I'm bored of the radio. I'm bored. I need. I need something to 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 relight my fire. I need to, to kind of get the the. I need to reboot. I need to get the the pilot light lit again. So I'm just trying to break my old habits. And I listen to BBC London at night, but they play songs now, and it's. I, I don't. I like. I listen to phone ins mm-hmm. late at night to fall asleep. To I love listening to a phone in, and. Um, I listen to Paul Ross's show from time to time at one o'clock, but it's not a phone-in. So sometimes when I want to hear... There's something, I think, very special about hearing a host late at night talking to someone on the on the phone. Yeah. Quality. There's something special about it. I don't know what it is. And it can be, they can be talking about any old crap. I refuse to listen to LBC. 
Um, BBC London, I can't listen to Paul and stuff, but he actually, the thing about Paul's show is that it's too interesting. So you so it kind of drop it off, you go, oh, well, hang on, what was that? Sorry, there's, there's, there's a guy who um, uh, found some dinosaur eggs in Iceland? What? What? i got to listen to this. So I thought, well, I'm going to try and find some podcast. I was inspired by Red Elef- Raging Elephants Radio that we yeah. listened to the other day, but I didn't want to listen to that rubbish. So I was kind of looking... I wrote to the drag queen in question, but uh, they not got back to me. Well, they're probably too busy converting children into gay lifestyles. <laughs> well, according to those guys, yeah. This cocaine and rhinestones I quite like, but it's not quite right for me. So I just, just went on to this. I've got one of those apps that you get podcasts from. Which one is mine? Mine is um, CastBox, right? So I just typed in like speech radio, talk radio, stuff like that. And I listened to one, and it wasn't... I like the idea of it, but it wasn't very good. It was they... Um, I can't remember what, even what it was called, because I deleted... Did I delete it? Um, oh, I deleted it. It was one where they listened to old horror radio shows from the 1930s and 40s and then talk about it afterwards. And it, it was great, right? It was They played this, 30, this show from 1936 called The Cat Wife. And it's Bella Lugosi and he has an argument with his wife and she turns into a cat. And it's like a horror. And it wasn't a great one, actually. But then they just spent the next 40 minutes kind of not... I thought they were going to dissect it and, and give us some facts and they didn't really. So I was disappointed. Um... But I found two that I'm going. I'm definitely going back to. One is this honky tonk radio girl, uh, honky tonk radio girl with Becky on WFMU. Which, is if, you, if you've been listening to the show, we're big fans of WFMU. Oh, Amanda Nazario sends her love. I sent her oh. a little email. She sends her best to you. Um, and uh, WFMU. When we went to New York, we did the show. We did a show from there. Uh, so anything with WFMU, I'm inclined to have a little listen, listen to. This is this is great, man. I've I've listened to three of these now. It's this girl Becky, and she buys she does an hour long show a week, I think it is, and she um, goes out and buys. Well, here's, here's, let's read the description. Where is the? Uh, oh, there's no information. She goes and just buys like country records and plays them. And doesn't, doesn't listen to them first. Doesn't listen to them first, and doesn't talk very much. This is. Uh, this is the episode I'm on. Listen, this is where we're at. Hang on. Here we go. I, I'm loving it. It's a sort of Cajun music, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But it goes all over the shop. And it's really scratched old records. When we get to quiet bit, you'll hear the... that crackle well I hear tell you're doing well good things have come to you I wish I had your happiness you had to do I could do I could do I see you going down the street in your big Cadillac you got girls in the front and got girls in the back and the way in the back you got money in the sack both hands on the wheel and your shoulders right back you're doing well good things have come to you 
And then one night for no particular reason I wrote this little song. Dang me. Dang me. Oh. This is famous. High from the highest tree. Woman, would you weep for me? Boop, 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 It's great, isn't it? Hey, I'm in the market for some new podcasts because all mine are on breaks at the moment. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, this is good. This is Honky Tonk Radio Go with Becky, and it's an hour of that, right? She does very, very little talking. Um, and I'm I am loving it, and it's kind of nice. Um, I'm, I was listening to it while I was reading my Kenny Rogers book. I thought it was quite apt, and I've been, yeah. been listen, lying in bed listening to that, and it's great because it's stuff. It, it, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've known about two or three of the songs. I recognise that one actually. Dang me, get a rope and hang me. I can't remember who it's by. I can't remember who it's by. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you know, uh, so I've been. I, I'm quite happy to lie in bed listening to that because I don't know any of it, but yeah. it's it's all it's all quite charming. So there's that. Well, and also you've got you don't have to pay attention. There's not loads no. and loads of info. No, so honky tonk radio with Becky, right? And then there's more WFMU shows which I'm kind of filtering through and trying to find what I like. But then there's now what ah, Radio Diaries. That's the one I yeah. sent you. Radio Diaries. So, you know, I think radio is like. It's, it's, have I missed a break? I missed it. I'll do it in a second. Sorry. Radio for me is like stories. This is why I like phoning radio. It's stories, you know, and it can be news stories. It's, I think, kind of its most basic level. Or it's, you know, some of the calls we've had tonight. Human people, real stories, right? Yeah. And so there's this thing called Radio Diaries. I've only heard one. But this is the description, right? And as soon as I read it, I was like, yeah, I'm in. First-person diaries sound portraits and hidden chapters of history from Peabody award-winning producer Joe Richman and the Radio Diaries team. From teenagers to octogenarians, prisoners to prison guards, bra saleswomen to lighthouse keepers. Boom, I was in. The Extraordinary Stories of Ordinary Life. Radio Diaries is a proud member of Radiotopia. And so I downloaded one and I listened to one of those and it was one, I've downloaded a few, but the one I listened to was called Matthew and the Judge. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but as soon as I heard, it's only 15, 18, 18 minutes long, right? 20, actually 19 minutes, 28. But they're all quite short. They're all, the longest one I can see here is 31 minutes. The short, oh, it was one for an hour. The shortest one is three minutes. Um, Matthew and the Judge radio diaries i sent it to catherine it, and it's is recorded beautifully so what they do is they give they call it a tape recorder but they give a tape recorder to someone and they just edit their story and so this is they give it to this this 16 year old dude who's been um a 16 year old kid um who's been in young offenders in america it's like his second time and he's is he going to get out and will he turn his life around so he's got one matthew and then the judge who's going to decide whether he gets released or not 
gets one as well and they talk about their lives and their jobs and how they ended up where they ended up and what they you know dreams and stuff listen to it and listen to it right to the end to to when you think it's it's you know quite often with podcasts i'll switch off when the host comes back in and you think they're gonna wind it up yeah listen to it right to the end honestly it is incredible radio diaries matthew and the judge if you take nothing away from the show today take that away it's it's some listen up some 20 minutes can i give you a couple of recommendations yeah do well? it let and me... these these are limited runs right so there is a there's a story arc there's an end to it let so... me put it in i'm searching i'm going for it um oh by the way sorry i should just say sorry to drop chris warburton um wake up to waco what's it what's it actually called end of days end of days he's coming on the show probably next week now uh maybe this week that's another recommendation. Go on, what right. you got? So, uh, Finding Coco. It's uh, a... Yeah, you mentioned this, I'm having it. Yeah, CBC, uh, Canada, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation made it. It's brilliant. How are you spending Coco? C-O-C-O. Okay, well, why, why is it not coming up on... Why is it not coming up... Uh, oh, why is it not coming up on here? Uh, CBC. I've got Pixar Post. Are you sure it's called Finding Coco? Yeah, hang on. Let me... No, I think you're incorrect. Okay, let me double check. Finding Coco. Yeah, it's called Finding Coco. Why is it not on... Uh... Oh, okay. oh, Finding Cleo. Sorry, idiot. Cleo, can you believe she got Can you believe she got that wrong? I can, yes. Okay. Well, my dog's called Coco. Your dog's called Coco? Yes. Synchronicity. Finding Cleo. Well, I found Finding Cleo. Finding Cleo. Listen to that. Subscribed. Marvelous. One that you might not like, but other people might. Um, it's like yeah. a, it's like a horrible histories for grown ups, and it's about um, the founding of Australia, and it's called Rum Rebels and Ratbags. Okay, I don't. Ooh. As you know, I don't like Australia. No, and you don't like history. There's two seasons of this. <laughs> yeah, but listen to the second season. Why not the first season? I don't know because that's not the one that was recommended to me. Well, but the first season might. It's not about Cleo. It's about someone else. Well, hang on. So the first season, the Finding Cleo, is not about Cleo. No, because it's not called. It, right, it's called um, Missing and Murdered, and then the second season's called Finding Cleo. Flipping it, Cleo. You see the problems you've caused. But it's 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 wonderful. Downloading, downloading, downloading. I'm in. It was the uh, it, Audrey Gillen who made uh, Tara and George recommended it to me, and she okay, knows how like to spin her. a yarn. She's good. She's good. Cleo, stay there. We'll come to you. I'm so late for the adverts. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Cleo, I have to warn you, because Cleo can talk. Uh, The show finishes in like six minutes and Paul Ross is here air drumming with his fingers. So you've got... You've, you've got like three minutes, and that's me. You, I, I know you can barely take get your four, name Cleo. Up. Take four. No, don't, don't, don't give him Be any like more. Like Dave Brubeck, take five. <laughs> there we go. You see? Uh, yes. Danang, Danang, Danang me. Gotta get a rope and hang me. Is from Roger Miller. Roger. No. Oh. No, from uh, Good Morning Vietnam. No, but Roger Miller <laughs> sings it. Right, I'm not saying there's a film called Roger Miller, Cleo. Right, and also, you know, you know, you know, the songs from Good Morning Vietnam were kind of not written specifically for that movie. They've been around a while. It's Robin Williams singing it when he's doing his like radio shtick. Oh yeah, he goes, "Viva Danang, Viva Danang, Danang me, Danang me." Because Danang is a place in Vietnam. It sounds like Dang me. Right, so he sings Danang. I thought, oh sorry, I thought it was a reference to Paul Danang, the actor. <laughs> <laughs> that was the sequel. 
Also, Roger Miller, of course, was the wonderful voice of the singing rooster in the Disney cartoon, Robin Hood. Roger well, Miller. Um, Robin Hood and Little John walking was through the forest. That's Roger Miller, yeah. Was Big he? star in the States. Did Ro- no, Roger Miller. England swings oh, like a pendulum do. I was about to say, England swings like a pendulum do. What was. And a, a King of the Road. Was that, that Roger was him, Miller? of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was looking at Roger Melly, the man of the telly. Okay, thank you. I'm going to cut you off. Now, do, I think. Get, get on my nerves. <laughs> so, someone's drunk. Someone, someone's drinking. And that's me. Yeah, tell me about it. Hey, Paul Ross. Good morning, you guys. How you doing? All right. What have you got for what's on tonight's uh, show? Well, we've got a lovely chat. Oh, by, by the way, oh. Gail Renard. Oh, mate. What, lovely. Wasn't she lovely? She's so lovely. What an hour of radio that was. That was incredible. Oh, she's lovely. Got a new book coming out. She teased me about it. She wouldn't give us the oh, details. she wouldn't say anything about it. Sold the lyrics for three... All, all I focused on, of course, being so mercenary with three ex-wives, yeah. sold the lyrics for 350 grand. This is the... If you <laughs> oh, missed boy. it. What was that Thursday night going into Friday morning, I it guess? Was, it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul yeah. had a get The first hour, Gail Renard, who basically... Her story of sneaking into the hotel in Montreal by going up the fire escape, fourteen floors, waiting for the, working out which one he was in, waiting for the guard to go for a pee, then knocking on the hotel door, and Yoko Ono opens, and she's she gets to hang out with him for nine days or something like that, and um, when when John says, "Can you come back?" she says, "Well, you're gonna have to speak to my mum," and the mum goes, "Put John on the phone, please." <laughs> It's, it's lovely, such a good listen. It's it was a lovely so good. woman as well. Yeah, really, really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Well, we've got something similar but different on the show this morning. We've got a man called Tyler Butterworth on, whose father, Peter Butterworth, one of my favourite actors, would have been 100 oh, years old yesterday. Flipping heck, yes. From the Carry On yeah. films, he was he was Brother Belcher in Carry Up the Kyber. He was uh, yeah, yeah. Mr Fiddler. Pound. He was a pound for Carry On Camping. Yeah. It's a wonderful story because his dad was 20, 22 years old, shot down by the Germans uh, over Holland, incarcerated... One of his colleagues, one of his comrades on the plane, died in his arms. He gets in this interrogation centre and he escapes. He leaves a note on the end of the bed at 22 saying, um, awfully sorry not to be here to meet Greecher, to the commandant. I thought I'd explore Germany in the spring. <laughs> he gets recaptured, OK, on the train... The German commandant, in the early days, well, sends him and his mates, because of their cheekiness, a crate of champagne. He goes to Stalag Luft Three, which is the great escape Stalag, yeah. where he meets a man called Talbot Rothwell, who went on to write the Carry On films. And that was the turning point of his career. Isn't that a remarkable story? Wow, Peter Butterworth's son, on the... Pro- oh. He's doing a one-man show about his dad coming up in March, but he, he's oh, going to give he? us all... The, and I mean, that, that's only the beginning of the story. Yeah. The kind of coincidences are absolutely astonishing. Beautiful. So I'm looking forward to that very much indeed. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, what, he's doing a one-man show He's it? done it before. He did it on a Cruise, and he did it with a chap who sadly is no relation because he would have added talent to my family, a man called Robert Ross, yeah. who's a walking computer about carry on films and comedy. Right. And he's now doing it at the Cinema Museum in London, March the 23rd. Uh, there's some, I think they're going to expand uh, the venue because it's, it's selling really well. Yeah, yeah. And that's at London SE 11. And he's got family photos, old family footage from stuff. And I mean, he made 16 carry on films, but he also appeared in three movies with Sean Connery. Flipping Peter Butterworth. So he's a proper job in actor. Yeah. Died waiting. He died 40 years ago this year. So that's one reason they're doing this. Yeah. But he would have oh, been a hundred years old yesterday. Oh, so. Everything's happening on March the twenty third. That's what Jim that's... Bob's doing his thing. That's where I'm off to do that thing. It's a busy time. And I didn't hear because I had to go and do the pre-recorded interviews. When you had your Carter USM guesting, did you pay their version of Rent, the Pet Shop Boys song? No, we did. I love that oh, version. Do you know I don't know that version? Oh, you dress me up. I'm your puppet. It's fantastic. Wow, I love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Sorry about that, Flem. <laughs> no extra charge. Great expectations. Because Carter, Kath was saying you were scared of Terrified, Carter, yeah. and I was a little bit scared that them and Cardiacs used to terrify me <laughs> uh, because just because there's like quite intense stage yeah. personas then you meet jim bob and you meet tim smith from from codex just very quiet very softly spoken very Although shy they turned gentleman. me down carter usm i wanted them to come on the word partly because we had ollie reed on who we you know he was playing along with it but we kind of 
wound up yeah. and he'd had a single at his version of um, Wild Thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in the end, Ned's Atomic Dustbin backed him. Right, okay. It. But we, our, our first talk would have been, because I think him with him fronting Carter wow. USA would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? And they Ned said, did a great job, but yeah, Carter yeah. would have been brilliant. Well, who'd, who'd, uh, who'd have thought, but it's someone having integrity in show business. <laughs> I'm only bitter because there's some... I just wouldn't meet their riders. <laughs> some some show that they, they got me into, they, I didn't want to do this TV show, but, and uh, they, they kept begging and saying, we really want Ian to do this TV show. This is last year. We were like, Ian to do this TV show. It'd be great. I said, I don't really fancy it. It doesn't sound very good. No, come in. Come in and honestly, seriously, we can't do this without you. And I went in for this meeting and they said, Look, really, you've really got to do it. This would be great. And in the end, I went, all right, I'll do it. Well, I've, I've just seen it's it's on next week and what a surprise. I'm not in it. They've, they've got other people doing it. What a lousy business we work in, full of scumbags and charlatans and lies. As we know, trust me, you showbiz speak for a few. <laughs> I couldn't believe I saw it. Trust from, me, we need you. So it's called Celebrities on the Beat or something. It's I think you were right, though, from the title oh, alone. I mean, was, I'd have done it. 50 quid, I'll show me arse. Was, but I'd have done it. This is the thing. I, was, I could have done with the money. So you need anyway. Paul Ross for this one. <laughs> anyway. And believe me, you can afford him. Sam, thank you very much. Catherine, thank you very much. Thank you to Jim Bob. Um, and thank you to all of our callers tonight. Every single one of them was, uh, was excellent stuff. We will be back tonight at 10. But do stay listening. Coming up after 1 o'clock, it's Paul. Ross, dear listener, you are listening to Talk Radio.